When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Memorial Stadium at the campus of Vandegas High School in Austin, Texas, as the Vipers resume District 25-6A play against the Cedar Ridge Raiders. I'm joined once again by my partner Hank Hudson, our engineer and sideline reporter Marcus Spears, Brock Bollinger running the board back in the studio, uh, Rosie Baker monitoring our Vibe video stream, and Hank, Vipers are coming off a huge 45-3 win uh, over Round Rock to take over sole possession of first place in District 25-6A, while Cedar Ridge an uncharacteristic struggle so far this year. The Vipers cannot afford to take their eye off the ball here against these Raiders tonight. Well, you're absolutely right, Muriel, and that's literally and figuratively can't take your eye off the ball because at the end of this tunnel in district play is a golden football that you put in the trophy case, and that's right. one of the things that Coach Sanders talks about is a milestone for him in the season. They're playing for that district championship first and foremost every single year, and so since they've joined this district, they've had a share or the outright championship uh, every every year, so this is a just a part of the normal routine here. It's a business trip. It's a big time six A football game. You know, if you've been immersed in the passion that, that you know permeates this game, you know there's no easy layups. You got to come out and play uh, all four quarters. Well, uh, we got on the air just a couple minutes late tonight, so we're going to step aside real quick, take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hear from Vanderbilt Vipers head coach Drew Sanders talking about the big win over Round Rock and setting the table for tonight's contest against Cedar Ridge. You're listening to Vanderbilt Vipers football on the horn. And we're pleased to be joined once again in the pregame show of the head coach of the Vanderbilt Pipers, Coach Drew Sanders. And, Coach, the good news is it was one of those marquee games that was on everyone's radar. Uh, the bad news is that uh, for everybody but Vipers fans, the game didn't live up to the hype, but uh, Viper fans sure enjoyed the heck out of it. Uh, your thoughts on an overwhelming 45-3 Viper win over Round Rock? I mean, the, the final scores, I, I felt like we would win. I was confident in our ability to do that. The final score was just um, great to see. Um, you know, to go out there and play like that in the first half, you know our history with Round Rock. I mean, mm -hmm. they have such a strong program, and they're strong this year. I mean, they're a playoff team. They're doing a great job. So it's just a credit to the kids being focused and coming out and playing well and then obviously have some good players too, but the good players have to play well. They have to practice well. They have to know the right. scheme. They have to do all that stuff, and they're doing everything that we're asking them to do. Uh, it was really fun, and I'm sure we'll talk about it. It's fun to see all areas get in the action. You know, special teams are great. Defense was locked down on that an amazing quarterback. They have, you know, I've talked about that quarterback for three years. Mm -hmm. And uh, for them to shut him down like that, I mean, it's just really unheard of right. because they had pretty much everybody they needed on the offensive side. You know, they were missing that corner on defense, mm -hmm. their um, Notre Dame guy on defense. But they had everybody they needed on offense. And for us to do that over and over and over again, I think at one point we had six straight three right. and outs. And I'm sure we'll talk about all that stuff. So very, very pleased with our performance. Obviously, there's things that we can fix, so we're working on that. But um, overall, very good. Yeah, and I would definitely be remiss if I didn't talk about Miles Coleman, the two punt returns, consecutive punt returns for touchdown. Never been done before here, obviously, but have you seen anything like that at, at any level? Two punt returns maybe, but back-to-back -back like that at that distance. Never seen it. Never seen it. And, you know, 
been doing this playing playing football a long time and coaching a really long time, almost three decades. I've never seen the game I've watched. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of any game that I've the back to back part. Right. You might I might have seen two punt returns per touchdown in maybe one or two games. Mm -hmm. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but back to back, I mean that's just talk about soul crushing, you know, just you get stopped and then immediate score, get stopped, immediate score. The biggest problem was our defense because mm -hmm. they were exhausted. <laughs> and so um, the refs walked up to me. One of the refs walked up to me after the second one, and he says, it's right before the punt return again, and he, and he goes, if this, if you guys, no, it was right after the kickoff. If, if he breaks away again, I'm flagging it because I'm not running down the field. <laughs> so they were tired of running, so great stuff. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, you touched on it a moment ago, the Viper defense absolutely smothered Ron Rock. Nine yards passing, 154 yards, six straight three and outs, as you mentioned. Um, you're not even at full strength yet, but it seems like the defense is really coming into its stride here. Yeah, it was nice to have our three linebackers back. You know, this yeah. is our first game where we've had all three since, I guess, midway. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, Cedar Park, we had um, um, Drip, we had them for the most part. We were a little banged up. But now, finally, to have all those guys, you can see a four, what a force those three senior linebackers are. Right. They're all big and strong, and, and, and they have lots of snaps. That's the thing that a lot of people don't understand, is when you have played a lot, it just, the fits, the way they sense out where the play's going, um, where, where they're supposed to go on a blitz or pre-snap movement, it's all so high level. Mm -hmm. So when you've had tons of snaps, it just plays itself out in the biggest moments of the game. Right. And so that's something that's not really talked about, I don't think. And I don't think it's talked about enough, like on whether it's college, high school stuff. Of just if, you, if you've got a returning starter, that's a really big deal. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it just plays itself out, usually at the biggest times of the games and the biggest games. Right. And so you can see, like I knew going into this game, we had all three linebackers. It was going to be a tough night for them, and it, it played out like I thought. We still don't have Alex. We're hoping to get Alex back. Obviously, um, Hollister Stevens has done a great job in his absence. Um, but, you know, that's kind of, it is very impressive by our young men to be able to go out and play that great O-line. Round Rock has a great scheme, too. Mm -hmm. They really do. So impressed with the defensive side, for sure. Thank you, Vipers head coach Drew Sanders, guest here on the pregame show. The Vipers finally return home. It's been a while to take on the Cedar Ridge Raiders. Uh, the Raiders usually in the playoff mix, but struggling this year at 0-4 in district, 2-5 and overall. Uh, what's going on with Cedar Ridge this year and how the Vipers have to avoid any sort of a natural letdown against them? Yeah, you know, you come off a big game, like the Round Rock game. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are telling us that we could lose and things like that, you know. You've got to just really lock in on your opponent and, and play well. That's what we're focused on right now. Cedar Ridge still has some good things going on. They're still playing good defense. If you look at their scores, they're still playing good defense. Um, offensively, they are struggling on the point output right now. Got some injuries at the quarterback position. I don't know who will be the quarterback this week. You know, it's not like college where they have to, you know, talk about their injuries right. or pro. So we'll, we'll just have to we'll just have to um, wait and see who shows up at quarterback. They have extremely talented receivers. And like I said, very talented up front. They got a couple, a linebacker, a couple of D linemen that are as good and can start for anybody in the district. So um, we're still going to have to work, and we're still going to have to come out and play well. This is 6A football, mm -hmm. and um, you've heard me say this before. So, and that last time I checked, Cedar Ridge hasn't missed the playoffs in like a decade and a half. Right. This is a proud program. 
and their kids play really hard. So it's not, you know, this is going to be one of the ones where the prognosticators will say this or that. They aren't in the room over there game plan like Cedar Ridge is. I know Sam Robinson. I know how good a coach he is. He'll have them ready, and so we better be ready. And the last question for you, Vipers average margin, and this kind of ties into what we're talking about, average margin of victory this year has been 43.1 to 8.6. So how do you strike that balance between getting your starters ready to play a complete game versus getting the reserves the time that they deserve and that you guys might need and have needed in the past? I don't worry about that too much. What I have to do is just play the guys until I feel like, you know, we can take them out. Mm -hmm. So in, in a lot of our games, all of our starters played into the third quarter, mm -hmm. late into the third quarter. So they might not have had a fourth quarter. Some of them may not have fourth quarter. Right. So, but you have to balance the you know risk for injury in a game sure. that you're up 40. Mm -hmm. I think that they know how to play. I think they know how to play hard. If we get in a struggle, which we will at some time, they'll be ready. Um, but they've they've all all of my starters have played pretty much to the fourth quarter in almost every game. So we're just we're missing you know that probably that 20 minutes of activity right. stuff, but we practice really hard and we get them as ready as possible. But there, and there are some guys we keep in a little longer, but some guys we will pull out. So for me, I don't worry as much about it to answer the question like a little bit more succinctly. I don't worry a ton about it. We play until we feel like we can take them out. Right. We definitely are going to keep our guys in because we know they need development, reps, and to be ready for the, for the big games. Well, it is nice to be back home again. Only four home games in the regular season this year. Enjoy that atmosphere. Any final thoughts here, Coach? Hope we see everybody. I'm sure. I haven't checked, but I'm sure we're sold out. So I hope so. So we'll see everybody there. All right. Vandy Good Fibers Head Coach Drew Sanders, a guest here on the pregame show. We'll take a break and be right back in time for the opening kickoff. You're listening to Vandy Good Fibers Football on the Horn. And welcome back to Monroe Memorial Stadium here in Austin. Monroe Bertrand, Hank Cuts, and Marcus Spears here with you moments before kickoff. Coach Drew Sanders, Vipers come in at 7-0 and 4-0 atop District 25-6A after crushing Round Rock 45-3 last week. Cedar Ridge Raiders under head coach Sam Robinson interplay at 2-5 overall, 0-4 after falling 37-23 to the Maynard Mustangs last week. The Dragons, are, uh, Hank of Andrew win puts the Vipers on the cusp of another district championship. So as we talked about with Coach just there, you can't look ahead too much. You got to take care of this one before you can worry about the next one. Well, that's that's the order of the day, Merle. Is you got to take care of business today. The team that's right in front of you, and Sam Robinson, and his uh, Cedar Ridge Raiders are a well-coached football team. And I think Coach Sanders said it in his pregame remarks that they haven't missed the playoffs in a decade. So uh, there's still district games to be played. This is six A football, Merle, and anything can happen on any given Friday night. Uh, you know. There could be a total eclipse of the sun, yeah. like last week. We yeah. saw two consecutive punt returns for touchdowns. <laughs> uh, I've been talking about that all week. What an uh, absolutely amazing thing to, to witness. Uh, and it was an amazing story he told about the referees wanting to tap out on. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty funny. On <laughs> so uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful night. We're starting to get some uh, fall weather. It's a little bit cooler. I've got a, I've got a long sleeve uh, jacket on here. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. a little cool in the press box, so it's. It's a beautiful, crisp, clear night. Let's let's get this game started. Well, Marcus, real quick before we get to the national anthem, uh, a, good, a good atmosphere to hear tonight. The it's good to be back home. We talked, we kind of joked about when you came in about where to set up because it's been a while since we've been back here at the stadium. So, uh, good to be playing in front of the home crowd here again tonight. Yeah, most definitely, uh, exciting atmosphere. I think it's like Father's Day. Of uh, uh, you got a lot of uh, parents on the field with the with the players. 
Also got the middle school programs out right. there. We wonder where we get 61 seniors, and <laughs> we just watch, watch about 150 uh, middle school players come out. Uh, you know, I think they've got uh, they've got I think two or three teams in in at Cedar Ridge. Uh, it's, let's see, Vista Ridge, um, Canyon Creek. Canyon, what's the name of the middle school over there? Boy, is it Vista? I, yeah, I get them. They yeah. all kind of sound. Yeah, I'm drawing a complete blank. Drawing a complete blank. There's four points middle school, but anyway, they have the combined seventh and eighth grade middle school teams. About it looks like there are about 150 of them out there running through Victor Viper, and it's you know you wonder where they get all of these kids staying in the program it starts with the hard work that those guys do right uh, in those middle school programs and it's just uh, it's amazing to see i think we've got another game tonight Merle, where we've got more seniors on our ball club than the entire roster for the opponent so uh, a lot of depth in this vipers program and it's going to be a fun night of football well the captain's gathering out there in the center of the field right now for the coin toss and then we're going to have our national anthems ready to go here tonight week number what, uh, nine? No, do my math here. This is week number eight. Of week the number eight. Year. Yeah. Always throws you off for the bye week. Ninth week for the high school football season, but Vipers game number eight. And uh, the Vipers are home team tonight with a good look, sort of the anthracite look. We haven't seen this one yet. That's that's gray to people like you and I, Hank. The gray jerseys with the white pants and the and the gray helmet. And uh, Cedar Ridge across the way in the white jerseys and pants with the maroon numerals and the black helmet. And we're just moments away from kickoff here on a beautiful night here in Austin, Texas. Game just dripping with playoff implications. We were kind of looking at the standings and, and that kind of thing. You know, trying to trying to game it out. The Vipers are going to be Division One. They're going to be Division Two. You got to get there first. All that kind of stuff. Who you might see in the first round. There's a lot of football left to be played, Hank. Well, I think the the order of business, Merle, is you just got to take care of one game at a time here because you've, you're going to be facing a series of teams over the next several weeks who have, you know, have V for vendetta against this Vipers uh, ball club because you know the Vipers have been the, the big boy on the block. Uh, for five, six straight years now, right? Uh, winning the you know, outright district championship or at least a share, and then you last week you take your your you know biggest opponent, the biggest roadblock to the Vipers winning those district championships every year has been Round Rock, and you make a statement by beating them forty-five to three. Uh, so everybody knows uh, that the secret is out. The, ha the all the animals are out of the barn, right? <laughs> no, Vandergrift's not sneaking up on anybody. They're the they're the big kid on the block, and so consequently. You've got a big target on your back. Every single week, you're, you're, you have an opportunity to make a big splash by beating one of the premier teams in Central Texas. So we're going to get the best effort out of this Vista Ridge, uh, excuse me, Cedar Ridge Raiders ball club and their veteran coach, Sam Robinson. They all do kind of sound alike after a while, don't yes, they? Yes, there's a lot of ridges. And <laughs> a long pregame ceremony out there as we still await the coin toss. We're worried about getting on the air in time, and uh, yeah. we were, but uh, they're going to let things uh, go a little bit longer. So why don't we go ahead and step aside? We're about to get uh, get things underway here with the national uh, national anthem. So we'll st step aside and be back in time for the opening kickoff. You're watching and listening to Vanderbilt Vipers football on the horn. Welcome back to Monroe Memorial Stadium. Merle Bertrand here along with Hank Cousins. For those of you watching the video stream, we've been having some internet issues, so we've been kind of hopping off and on. We'll get the sledgehammer ready and keep working with that as best we can. We're ready for kickoff. Vipers at home tonight, 7-0, trying to make it 8-0. Doesn't clinch anything, Hank, but it sure puts you in a much better position uh, heading into a tough road game next week at Vista Ridge and then closing out the regular season two weeks from tonight here against the Westwood Warriors, which is always a dicey proposition, and Westwood is a much improved football team. Well, I'll tell you what, both those uh, 
games coming up have been you know prob problematic in the past. I mean, so we you know, and I remember the first season we were in the in this district, we had an overtime game against these uh, the Cedar Ridge Raiders. So there's no easy outs at this level, right? Uh, you got to bring it every single week. Vandergriff's been doing a good job taking care of business, and let's see what they've got. Uh, let's see what they've got in the old onion bag tonight <laughs> in terms of uh, you know something. Uh, that despise the superlatives. I mean, last week we ran out of amazing things to say about Miles Coleman <laughs> and his punt returns. Let's see what we do tonight. The kickoff is in the air, and it's going to be a short kick fielded at the goal line up to the 5. Cedar Ridge returning left to right to the 10. To the 15, and tripped up, didn't make the 15. On the return was Josiah Ray. And uh, before we get started, we'll pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Brandon Goodbye Football on the Horn. You're listening to KTAEAM Elgin, K270CO Round Rock. We are the Horn. The Horn. All right, first down and 10 to Cedar Ridge, going from left to right at their own 13 yard line. Raiders in the road whites, Vipers in the gray jerseys. And dropping back the pass, looking, firing over to the left side. That ball is incomplete and almost intercepted. Good coverage down the field. My Hollister Stevens has really been coming on as of late, Hank. Yeah, and started the season as a quarterback, Merle, but they had to move him into the safety position to cover for some injury and death problems. I want to give out a shout to the special teams players making the special and special up coverage. Number 32, Alec Bauman, a senior defensive back. Also number 42, Adam Scott, a junior linebacker. Second down and 10 coming up for the Raiders after the incomplete pass. Quarterback going to keep it himself up across the 15. Breaking tackles and out to the 20-yard line. Nice play there for about seven yards. That was Jakari Killingsworth, the senior quarterback, on the carry. Makes it a manageable third down. Third down and three coming up from the 20-yard line. Always been impressed with Cedar Ridge in terms of their uh, organization and the coaching. You, know, you can you can tell a team it typically will take on the personality of the, the, the head coach and Cedar Ridge always very organized and uh, very effective game plans. They got a third and short here. Let's see what happens. Third down and three. Killingsworth in shotgun. Hand off up the middle, left side, and not much running. A good swarming defense there by the Viper defense. That's going to be a loss of a yard. And that'll bring up a fourth down and four on the carry for the Raiders with Malik Hamilton, a junior running back. And a good start for the Viper defense. There's that masked man again, number 10, <laughs> Diego Delavara Vasquez. I think he was involved in all three uh, tackles, three plays. He's got you know, one and a half tackles or two, and an outright tackle on that play, and then two assists prior to that. So he's wreaking chaos and destruction as usual. Coleman standing at the 50-yard line. Does he have three in a row in him? Oh, my gosh. Are they going to kick it to him? That's the <laughs> million-dollar question. Bad oh. snap over the punter. Sam's going to go back in the end zone. He's just going to fall out of for a safety. All right, the defense is on the board. Outstanding. Maybe they had some Miles Coleman anxiety. Maybe so. And that's number 42, special teams player. Right there again on the on the safety. He was there first. That's number 42, Adam Scott, the junior linebacker. And the Vipers defense strikes first. High snap, punter Will Hamilton went back to get it. Couldn't field it on the first hop and then thought he better just fall on it and Take the two points, take your losses, and, and kind of regroup here. Well, I, I, I guess I gave us the, the broadcaster's jinx because I asked, what are we going to see different this week? And <laughs> start things off, we have not seen a safety yet this year, Merle. So now we have 
We've seen our variety and we got it early. So Vipers with a two nothing lead on a baseball league kind of night. And uh, Cedar Ridge has the option of either punting it or kicking off from their own 20 yard line. So the Vipers get spotted the two points and they get the football back. Here's the interesting decision that you make. Do you place kick this or do you punt it? They got their punter out there. That's number 12, Will Hamilton. Looks like he handles the place kicking and the punting duties. Well, that's one way to keep Miles uh, uh, Miles Coleman from <laughs> yeah. running it back on you. Yep. Does this count as a punt return if he runs this back? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Fielded at the 39-yard line of the 40, up to the 50, and into rated territory down on the 47-yard line. So the Vipers will start this in pretty good shape. I think that was Eli Adams on the return. Yeah. Man, you got to pick your poison there. So no kidding. It looks like they deliberately try to kick it over there to the, to the boundary. He fielded that on about the top of the numbers on the far side. And excellent field position so far. First offensive set here for the Vipers. Averaging 43.1 and uh, points per game and 393 yards per game. Those are collegiate type numbers for this high powered Viper offense. He introduced Adams 14 of 21, 140 yards and a touchdown last week. 99 on a 137 for 1,489 yards, 20 touchdowns and two picks. Starts out the ball game in an empty back set with Zade Oliver now moving behind him in the pistol. One receiver wide right, two to the near side. And now Viper's gonna call a timeout. So an odd start to this one. Yes, indeed. Looks like the play clock was running down there, yeah. Merle. So Coach Sanders very adroitly making the decision to call a timeout, avoid burning the five yards. Big shout out to my son, Hal Hudson. He called in to straighten me out on the middle school. It's Canyon Ridge. Thank you. Thank you, Hal, former Viper. Well, you know, you've got Vista Ridge, Cedar Ridge. Uh, highly confusing. Uh, there, there's one more combination, isn't there? Vista Ridge, Cedar Ridge. Well, Canyon Ridge is the middle school, right. and then there's another high school, I'm sure, in there. I remember when they were... They uh, should they, start another school called Vista Creek. I don't think they've yeah. got that combination just yet. There was, uh, when they, they circulated a ballot for people to vote on uh, the school name here, I remember there was a, a couple of permutations that were other ridges. Lake, right. Lake Ridge, I think, was one of them. <laughs> that uh, that would have been imminently confusing. So after the timeout, first down and 10 at the 48-yard line for the Vipers. Well, we still have it to the scoreboard clock. Merle is showing 29 minutes remaining. Oh, that's interesting. They're having the same kind of technical difficulties <laughs> I'm having with the video stream tonight. Yes. Been rock solid all season long. For whatever reason tonight, it's not behaving itself. I have to say that I don't get too many chances, Merle, to use the word anthracite in a sentence. Right. So kudos to you. Is that the official co uh, color? Do you know? I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I think that's what I heard. Okay. Right, well, I would not presume to doubt you. Looks like we got the middle school cheer squads in effect as well as the middle school football team. So we got a lot of people down there on the sidelines. So after the long delay, first down 10 at the 48-yard line and the hand play action pass. Adams dropping back, going for it all. He's got Coleman all alone and could not catch up to it. Coleman tracked it down. He was on the left side of the eye. The ball's on the right side of the eye of LISD, and it falls incomplete, second down and 10. I think that was his brother, Eli. Oh, Eli Adams, I'm sorry. Yeah. He ran a long way to try and go get it. 
That's one of those where you just step off the field as a receiver after a 55-yard sprint. And right. They're probably going to talk about that, I would imagine, tonight, about why they didn't complete that pass. <laughs> Second down and 10 at the 48-yard line. Swing pass left side and off the fingertips and incomplete. That one was trying to go to Miles Coleman, but it falls incomplete. Got to bring up a third down and 10 coming up. Well, a little bit of a spotty start here in terms of timing, Merle. I mean, those are both the timing and repetition throws that you make, both that first long pass to the post and then that little swing pass. You know, they rip that a lot. So Piper's not totally in sync yet here tonight. Third down and 10 coming up from the 48-yard line. Oliver goes in motion, settles in on the left side, and what do we got? Now we got a flag and a penalty. So third down and 15 coming up. Not to start the Vipers one. It just don't seem, like you said, not quite in sync. And a couple of uh, concentration miscues here. Yep. Deuce is rallying him down there. Looks like he had a few harsh words for everybody. So let's see if we can get the snap off here. And third and 15 play is what we need. They're down to 15 from the 47-yard line. Adams dropping back. Great protection. Now he's going to step out all day to run. Fires instead. Complete out to the 40. And has the first down up the far sideline down to the 33-yard line. So that's one way to shake off the doldrums. Yeah, who caught that? Was that Miles? I believe it was. Let me get my binoculars out here. Those anthracite jerseys are not exactly easy to spot. No. First down to the 33-yard line. Hand off Oliver up the middle. Off left tackle. And a nice job there. Crashing in for the defense. Looks like big number 54, that's Wyatt McKenzie on the stop. That's gonna bring up a second down and 10. They've got a couple of legitimate defensive linemen. Look good getting off the bus, that's for sure. Big number 90, Jackson Yanuzzi, the senior. Second down and 10 from the 34 yard line. Hand off Oliver, right side, and he's going to be stacked up again. Their defense is pretty good. The Raiders' defense giving up 29 points per game. But they've kept them in a lot of ball games. It's going to set up a third down and nine. What a beautiful night it is here in Central Texas. The oppressive heat has finally decided to go away. It was a little, it's kind of hot today, but it's really nice tonight. Yeah. They're down and nine coming up from the 33-yard line. Trips to the near side. Empty back set, dropping back, looking downfield, fires in the slant, complete to Coleman at the 28, trying to break free, cannot. And the Raiders sent three or four guys in on Miles Coleman, knocking down shy of the first down, gonna bring up a fourth down and about four. I think they're gonna go for it here, I was guessing. Four down territory. Just a bit outside of field goal range. Fourth and four coming up from the 28-yard line. One receiver right to the one of the near side. Coleman now goes in motion. Dropping back is Adams. Looking, ste stepping up to the near side of the 25 to the 20, cuts to the sideline and steps out of bounds at about the 16-yard line. And Deuce Adams will pick up the first down. Nice job with his feet there. And what a great block that time by number 24, Ben Emanuel Merle on the perimeter. Saw his quarterback was flushed and scrambling and did a great job positioning himself there to make a great block and get about another eight yards on that carry by Deuce, Deuce Adams. 
by the swing pass there to Coleman on the near side, inside the 15 of the 10, breaking a tackle down to the six yard line. That'll be first and goal Vipers. Mark him just short. Yep, you're right. So second down and one at the six. Yeah, this is a situation where I almost feel sorry for the other team because you've got your left guard, Jacob Henry's moved into the backfield. <laughs> and last week we saw him put a big a hit as I've seen in high school on a linebacker. To the left side and digging towards the goal line. Oliver's going to spin down. Ball may have come out, but it fell right into a Vipers' hands for a touchdown. That's Bryce Altrudo, Merle, Mr. Opportunity. Unbelievable, but what a fortuitous series of events and what a heads up play by number 18, Bryce Altrudo. Absolutely outstanding. Right place, right time, and you gotta be, gotta be aware. Oh, well, we just heard from the studio, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who are interested, the, Ast the Houston Astros have defeated the Texas Rangers five to four in a battle of the Texas baseball teams. Wiley Olsen drills the extra point through. And the Vipers break on top seven to nothing. That's nine, Merle. We got that safety. Oh, nine to nothing. Yes, I'm sorry. And Bryce Altruda with his first career touchdown on a really opportunistic and heads up play by number 18. What can you say about that? Well, I like it. I know that. Yes, indeed. Dade Oliver fighting for extra yardage there, doing a great job behind that left side of his offensive line. Got another good block from Jacob Henry playing in that fullback spot, Merle. And then during his struggle for extra yards, got the ball stripped. Bryce Altrudo doing a great job blocking as usual and is right there to scoop it up and walk into the end zone. I guess he gets a carry for two yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Got it. So the Vipers up 9-0. We are seeing, once again, something different. We got a safety and then a fumble recovery for, uh, for a touchdown. Federal recovery for a touchdown. It's amazing. It's the greatest show on turf. Kickoff sails back three yards deep into and out of the end zone. And Cedar Ridge will take over first down and 10 from their own 25 yard line. Seven or nine to go first quarter. Vipers up nine, nothing. You gotta wonder if Coach Mauser is gonna try and take credit for drawing up that last play for a touchdown. The <laughs> fumble recovery shovel pass back to your tight end. <laughs> now for those of you watching the video feed, I apologize. We're having some major internet issues here tonight. Cannot seem to stay connected. It's 9-0 Vandergrip. Cedar Ridge football going left to right from their own 26-yard line. Handoff right side up to the 25 to the 24 and drilled backwards Oof. Josiah Ray on the carry. Runs right into Diego de Lavaro Vasquez. Well, they've got, I guess, five offensive plays, Merle, and Diego de Lavaro Vasquez has about 17 tackles already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's really a force to be reckoned with in the middle. A real rolling ball of butcher knives is number 10. He is just all over the field. The deadly combination of speed, quickness, and strength. Second down and 11 from the 24 yard line.
over on the left side, and that's going to go for no gain. Going to bring up a third down and 11 from the 24. Well, even if you complete that, Merrill, Bryson Carter is all over that situation. Did a great job with his outside leverage. They were trying to get it to the senior receiver, number four, Jordan Ramsey. Bryson Carter would have shut that deal down even if they had completed, I believe. He was in perfect position over there. So third down and 11 from the 24-yard line. Quarterback draw, left side, trying to get back to the line of scrimmage. That's all he's going to get. The ball came out. Vipers are saying they've got the football. Waiting for the official indication. Yeah. And they do. Coming Porter, out of the piles, David Overhauser. Big time play by number 90, Porter Udy, to cause that fumble, Merle. And then his partner in crime, the other defensive end, number 47, David Overhauser, pounces on the ripe plum, pouncing around on the tundra. We're seeing a lot of new stuff. This yeah. is, the defense is really taking control. So 6-19 to go first quarter. Vipers up 9-0, looking for more. What Porter Udy, Merle, really put the kibosh <laughs> on the... <laughs> On the Cedar Ridge quarterback, ball pops free. Very opportunistic again, number 47, David Oldhauser. And that, is that number five? Number five looks like Blaine, Blaine Becker. Becker a little shaken up on the play. We, coach talked about getting all of his horses back on defense. The Vipers don't want to lose him. Not at all. You heard his comments about those three starting linebackers. That's a, a good trio. Vipers set up an unbelievable field position here in their second possession. So first down 10 at the 24-yard line. One receiver to the right, trips it to the near side. And off goes play action and complete inside the 20 down to the 19-yard line. They get a complete to Jay Scoglin. That'll be good for about a five-yard pickup, second down and five. Great body position by big Jay Scoglin. Does such an amazing job blocking world, but also sure-handed and run, runs great routes. Trips it to the near side and a triangle. Play action again. Adams now he's going to take it under slip and he's going to be knocked down at the 19 yard line. No gain. Landed off. Really good to see him get back up on the stop. Wilson Bowers, the junior. Also, number 90, Jackson Yanuzi, their big defensive lineman. He's a senior. And Jonah Collins, Collis, number 97. Rappers rotating some personnel. 535 to go first quarter. 9 nothing. Bandicoots on top. They've got a third down and five at the 19 yard line. Things are going very much the Vipers' way so far, Merle. Great starting field position. Adams, handoff up the middle. This is Fournier is his first carry of the ball game, I believe, down to about the 14-yard line. That should be enough for the first down while they move the chains. We'll get those folks who are watching the video caught up. The Vipers scoring on a nice drive after the, sh uh, the free kick. They move it down the field with a couple of running plays, and then... A handoff on the left side, fumbled into the end zone, recovered by Bryce L. Trudeau. Just the way the coaches drew it up. Absolutely right. The old fumble ruski. Yep. So that's how we are sitting at 9 nothing with 5.09 to go first quarter. And Vipers have a first down and 10 at the 14-yard line. One receiver left. Now Coleman goes to motion. Straight ahead handoff to 40. Bounces it to the left side. And he's going to take it down to about the 11-yard line. That's going to be good for a three-yard pickup. Second down and seven from the 12. That offensive line's been getting it done all year. The hog mollies are in effect. That same starting crew that's 
has done a great job all year controlling that line of scrimmage. And at any level of football, Merle, you control the line of scrimmage, you're going to control the football right. game. And that's, that's the recipe for the Vipers so far this year. Second down and seven from the 12-yard line. Adams dropping back, looking, pass, left side, and that's caught into the end zone, touchdown. The Adams to Adams connection, you can't go a game without it, Hank. No, not at all. That's a nice job on the slant to his brother. Missed him on that opening drive, but that's about, a, what, a 15-yard touchdown pass? Yep, I think 12, actually. 12-yard touchdown pass to his brother. So that makes talking about the one they missed on the opening play a little bit easier tonight. So right. No, no disagreement. You got a touchdown on the board. That's life is good. While the Olsen on for his extra point attempt. Good snap and hold. The kick is up. Short and high, but through. So 428 to go first quarter. Vipers have opened up a 16-0 lead right out of the gate. We'll take a break and be right back. You're listening to Vandica Vipers football on the to set up Cedar Ridge, first down and 10 at their own 27-yard line. And Hank Hudson, the Raiders need to get something going here right now or this game's going to get away from them. Yes, indeed. Got some special teams activity for number 35, Tate Stevens, a senior running back. Also number four, Bryson Carter, a defensive starter on that coverage unit. Also number 15, Riker Skoglin in on that stop. A lot of real big contributors on the special teams this year. One of the most important phases. Got to have all three phases. The Vipers do the special teams the right way. And off up the middle, up across the 30 to the 32-yard line. A rugby scrum breaks out and a two-yard pickup. Going to bring up a second down and eight. Boy, the big cruise missile, Cruz Carrasquillo, Merle number 29 from his left defensive end spot. Just absolutely disrupted that play. Being three, when you're three yards deep into the backfield at the snap of the ball, it creates all kind of problems <laughs> for your offense. Big Cruz is having a heck of a year. Second down and eight from the 32-yard line. One receiver left, two to the near side. Hand off up the middle. Nice hole this time up to the 35 to the 37-yard line. Diego de la Vasquez on the stop. But the running back, Malik Hamilton, had a head of steam, sets up a third down and four coming up here. As a play-by-play -play guy, Merle, you might have to just fall into a routine where you you have to point out when Diego de la Vasquez is not making right. the Right, yeah, save my breath, right? Yeah, because he is absolutely... Dominant in there in the middle of that <laughs> linebacking core. He is all over sideline to sideline. Well, third down and four coming up from the 36 yard line. Two receivers left, two to the near side. Quarterback draw up the middle, and he went up the middle all right for a yard. And then the Vipers right there to meet him. That answer sign looking a lot like concrete, Hank. Yes, indeed. And and again, number 10, Diego De La Vara Vasquez takes on two blockers and still gets involved mm. in the play. Ian Witt's in there. You got big number 40, the right defensive end, Deshaun Morgan. And you got about five or six Vipers. Gang tackling is part of the culture here. Also, number 20, linebacker got involved there. I think he's deputizing right now for injured teammate Scott Buchanan. He's got a touchdown this year. Or not a touchdown. He's uh, Did he score a touchdown on that fake field goal? Uh, There's a no. reception. No, there was he had a reception. reception. Yeah. So fourth and two, Raiders set to punt it away. And a short, high punt over to the near side. Vipers going to get away from it. It's going to take a Raider roll all the way out of bounds at about the 27-yard line. The Vandicus will take over first down and 10. With 2.06 to go in the first quarter, 16-0 Vipers on top. Got an email that came in. 
from somebody on the video side. It said, Grandpa Mestamaker from Marshall. The message says, Grow, go Drew. Referring, of course, to Drew Mestamaker, the Wipers 2023 version of the Swiss Army yes, Knife. Yes, yes. I think we counted last week. He's played seven different positions so far this year. Right. That's unbelievable. This keeps up. He'll be in a quarterback at some point tonight. But we're early. 2.06 to go first quarter. Vipers up by 16 with the football first and 10 at their own 28-yard line. One receiver right, one to the near side. Adams play action. Looking. Great protection. Fires over to the right side. Looking for Coleman. Oh, just out of his reach. Boy, they have just missed twice now, Hank. Yep. Miles going deep on the post route. They had two guys on him, but he had a step. Had Max protect that time as Jace Skoglin stayed in, did his best uh, version of an offensive lineman there in pass protection. He can do it all. And just missed that one by the hair of our chinny chin chin. And if you're overthrowing Miles Coleman, you're getting some serious air underneath <laughs> yeah. the football. Amen to that. Second down and 10 from the 29-yard line. Adams, swing pass, right side, complete, out there on the edge to the 30 to the 35 of the far sideline. Gets a nice block out to the 40. And that'll be very near the first down marker. Great job on the perimeter blocking by number 11, Jordan Oliver. Brock Chilton, I believe, on the receiving end of that one. Is that Chilton? I think, I think Chilton hauled it in, yeah. Third down and two from the 37. Right ahead, handoff. Oliver hit at the line of scrimmage and needed two, picked up one. Going to bring up an interesting fourth and one here from the 39-yard line. Well, based on what we've seen so far, we might go for it, but no, it looks like the punt unit's going to come out. Allegedly. Allegedly. Are you insinuating, Merle, that we might see a fake punt here? Is that what you're... The devious mind of Merle Bertrand... With Drew Mestermaker back to punt. Yes. Pretty good quarterback in the zone right. You never know. You never know. We've seen a fake field goal yeah. this year. Mestermaker averaging 40.1 yards per punt. The long of 43, put five of seven inside the 20. Mm. And whistles blow. So what do we got? Play clock again. Delay a game. Yeah, boy. Well, I guess that pretty much puts the kibosh on the any attempted fake punts. A lot of stuff going on there. Is they, they, they shifted a couple of guys and sent a guy in motion on a punt. You don't see that very often. So right. you got to figure there was something nefarious going on. But you get the penalty, and now you're going to kick it away. Left to make with a high punt. Takes a sideways roll, and now takes a viper roll inside the 25 right there. To the 24-yard line is where Cedar Ridge will take over first down and 10. Number 25, Luke Miller down there in coverage. He's a name we've called all year long. Got a lot of special team performers who really make their mark, Merle. This Viper squad with 61 seniors. Right. When you look at the other side of the field, Cedar Ridge, I don't think they've got 61 suited out tonight. We got 61 seniors. That's crazy, isn't it? It's an amazing statistic. The first and 10 Raiders at their own 25-yard line. 52.7 seconds left to go in this opening quarter. And handoff to the running back left side, and he's going to get out across the 25 to the 28-yard line. That was Josiah Ray on the carry. Whole host of Vipers over there. 
Scott Buchanan in on the stop. Also number 22, Aiden Jones. Number 40, Deshaun Morgan. Gain of three, gonna bring up a second down and seven. Second and seven from the 28 yard line. Hand off up the middle and mm. not much running in the once again, Scott Buchanan involved on the stop. He's just the top of the pile. There were a couple of others involved as well. Yep, Deshaun Morgan's in there. Mestamaker in on the tackle. Right. Playing one of his seven or eight different positions. And as a safety. Well, that's going to be how the first quarter comes to an end. So the Vipers off to a good start as usual. 16 to nothing to score at the end of the first 12 minutes. We'll take a break and be right back. You're listening to Bandica Fibers Football on the Horn. Third down and about six from the 30-yard line. And trying to set up a screen pass, complete to the 25-yard line, or right across the 30-yard line, and that is going to be about it. As they complete it to Jordan Ramsey, but the Viper defense right there, and it'll set up a fourth down and about four. Who was that on the tackle? Ben Boer, number 50, 55. Looks like Cedar Ridge is going to be forced to punt. Vipers close the door. I think we had a different quarterback in there that time. That was number 15, Max LeCompte, the junior. Well, you hear Coach talk about it in the pregame interview. They've had struggles getting the ball to their wide receivers. Raiders averaging just 16 points a game, and that punt is blocked. Over on the left side, it's going to take a sideways roll fielder there at the, at the 15, out and out of bounds. Taken toward the end zone. That's going to be a touchdown. Picked up by Adam Scott on the bounce. Wow. We Took asked. it to the left side. I thought he was heading out of bounds, Hank, but he somehow tipped it in there and scored. We asked for some variety, Merle, and so far <laughs> we're getting it. That's Aiden Jones, number 22, with the punt block and his good friend and colleague, number 42, Adam Scott, scoops it up and scores, goes down that sideline, touchdown Vipers. Two, nine special teams points, so if we can convert this try here. So what this, just what the doctor had ordered, a blocked punt for a TD. Have we done that before? In the history of Vipers football, Merrill? That's the question that I must be asked. I don't remember, but I bet Coach Sanders does. Wally Olsen drills the extra point through. Now 23 to nothing. So we've had a safety. And then we've had a ball fumble recovery in the Into end zone the for end a zone. touchdown. It's and now a block punt yes. recovery for a touchdown. We need to tell Coach Sanders to put in a drop kick because that's <laughs> about the only thing we haven't seen so far from this iteration of the Vipers, right? I mean, my goodness. How many more ways can you score? What a heads-up play right there by the Vipers special team unit. Aiden Jones looked like, I thought he was going to block the last one, honestly. The right. Looked like he was there early, kind of pulled up, didn't want to run into the kicker, but that time he got it. And then it was a caravan of Vipers over there. You, you know, there's like six guys that escorted number 42, Adam Scott, into the end zone. So I'm not sure that they could have stopped it. And I thought he was going to be shoved out of bounds and somehow he managed I, to tippy toe yeah. and stay in bounds all the way. Nice footwork by Mr. Scott. So we got two Vipers who have scored their first career touchdowns tonight. That's number 42, Adam Scott. That's his first career varsity touchdown. And 
Number 18, Bryce Altruda was scored a touchdown. The kickoff gonna be fielded out the five and dropped. Goes back inside the five to pick it back up, strapped the middle of the 10 and knocked down at the 14 yard line. What a hit right there. Man, these guys get down the field fast enough. You can't give them a head start Oof. like that. That's number 45, Carter Fojic, senior defensive back, flying down the field like a banshee. Laying some wood right there. You gotta love the special teams play tonight. Merle, so far, the MVP of this football game is the Viper special team yeah. unit, which is just causing all kinds of chaos, mayhem, and destruction. I got an email last week that I want to get to here, the next break in the action. It came in directly on the uh, streamer site, so I'm just now seeing it. First down 10 to the 15 yard line. And handoff up the middle, stacked up, no game, maybe even lost a yard in the play. Gonna bring up a second down and 10 for the Cedar Ridge Raiders. Guess who on the tackle, number 10, Diego Delavara Vasquez, crashing in from the right side. They line him up all over the place. Always manages to find the football. Big Ian Witt, the trash can full of dirt, <laughs> clogging things up in the middle. Viper's defense looking stout. Email came in from Gary Sprecken last week. And I'll try to get to it after this, after this play here. Second down and 10 from the 15 yard line. Dropping back, pressure coming, hit as he throws it. Got a receiver open over the middle and a nice catch made at the 44 yard line. If your quarterback is gonna take a shot like that, your receiver better hang on to it, and he did. Nice catch by Reese Brooks. Oh, what, a, what a great catch, and what a brave throw by the Cedar Ridge quarterback. That's number 11, Killingsworth. Killingsworth back in. He got the wood put on him by number 22, Aiden Jones, who's feeling pretty frisky after blocking a punt, but he put a big time hit on the quarterback as he released the football. So brave football play by number 11. And you know we had to hear him coming. Oh, yeah. First and 10, Raiders at the 45-yard line. 9.47 to go first half. Vandegrift up 23-0. And the Raiders with their best play of the night. Draw play up the middle and stacked up for just a short gain there. Gain of two on the play, second down and seven. On the carry was Malik Hamilton. Gary Sprecken writing in says, my grandson, Sebastian Kvetten. I've watched him and Miles Coleman play football since they were young kids. I'm so proud of both of them as I watched the broadcast on my computer in Michigan. What a great job you all do to promote these young men and their love of football in Texas. Go Vipers. Oh, that's awesome. Sebastian Gavetton is one of those guys who's putting the special in special teams. Yeah. He'll be back next year. Looking forward to, to that. Second down and eight from the 47-yard line. Rolling to his left. Looking, firing, and incomplete. Not in the same page. Closest man to it was the aforementioned Sebastian Kvetten. Yes, indeed. So, you know, I like the play call. The, the thinking there is the Vipers get so much pressure on you, you want to maybe move the pocket. Right. You know, big number 61, Ian Witt, is four yards deep into the backfield, the snap of the ball there, so you want to run away from that guy. A lot of other anthracite jerseys chasing him down. I'm going to be using that all week. <laughs> anthracite. You know, they say, Merle, if you use a word three times in a sentence, then it's yours. Right. You, you own it. Yep. So I know you've used it uh, before. We've, we've seen them in anthracite. I'm going to have to ask Coach next week if that is the official, the official color. Third down and eight from the 47-yard line. Dropping back. Killingsworth in trouble. Rolling to his right, being pursued. 
And just fires it underneath and a nice catch again in traffic at the 40 yard line. Jordan Ramsey hanging on this time, took a shot and held out of the football. Well, that's Killingsworth running for his dear life as the cruise missile number 29, Cruz Castillo was chasing him down. That's what you call making a throw on the run. I mean, he really had to, and he had to throw it into a very small window there. Right. So very, very athletic, nice looking football play from Cedar Ridge. They've got some dangerous receivers. We heard Coach Sanders say it in his pregame remarks. First down pin at the 40-yard line. Killingsworth, handoff left side. Looking for running, cutting up across the 40, the 42-yard. The fumble ball came out. Scooped up on the near sideline. It's a foot race to the 35, to the 30, cutting it back to the 25 and down to the 20-yard line. I think it was David Overhauser picked up the fumble. It certainly was. Flag comes in late. Looks like we may have a block in the back on the return. Unless it was a face mask. You went down kind of weird. Either way, it's going to be Viper football. And starting to run out of ways to come up with stuff, Hank. Well, we've seen a little bit of everything. If the field wasn't so long there for number 47, I think he might have had a chance to score. But he had to run a long way, and he's a defensive right. lineman. You know, it's not every day that a defensive lineman, you were right, it is a face mask. Adding insult to injury. But he just kind of ran out of gas a little bit. <laughs> big David Overhauser trying to motor down there. But what a big time opportunistic play again. You know, that's a scoop and score drill. Right. They do that in some of their warm-up lines. They, you know, you see the, see the Vipers working on their scoop and score, and that was a textbook example. And Vipers set up and... Primetime real estate. First down and goal at the 10-yard line. Play action pass. Under pressure, and he is going to go down. Cedar Ridge gets to him. Trying to see who that is. Their numbers aren't. For whatever reason, you would think they'd be a lot easier to read, but they're just not. Yeah. 87, they don't have an 87 listed on their roster. It's a nice-looking play. Cedar Ridge is not done yet. Deuce. Discretion, a better part of Al. There, he ate that one. Probably the bright call there. Now you're in a first and goal from the 22-yard line. Seven and a half to go. First half. Vipers up 23-0. Looking for more, but facing a second and goal from the 21. Coleman starts in motion right to left. Now goes back to the right. Adams dropping back all day. Fires over to the right side. Got Coleman. Caught. Touchdown. NFL catch, tippy-toe with both feet in the corner, Hank, and the Vibers have broken it open early. Well, he broke into the clear there, Merle, wide open, and had a lot to do to hold that one in, and what an unbelievable catch. And then the presence of mind to get at least one or maybe two feet I in. I think that, he got them both I in. I think he got them both in. What a big-time play for the big-time player, Miles Coleman. Unbelievable. Wiley Olsen on for his fourth extra point of the night already. Good snap and hold from Estimaker. Kick is up. Right between the uprights. 721 to go first half. All Vandergrip. So much for the letdown. 30 to nothing. We'll take a break. Be back for the kickoff. You're listening to Vandergrip Fibers Football on the Horn. Kickoff going to sail down to about the five-yard line. Fair catch called for and made. And 
Cedar Ridge will take over first down 10 at their own 25 yard line with 721 to go in the first half. Well, it's all Vipers, Merle. It's 30 to zero. You've got a fumble recovery touchdown in the end zone. You've got a safety. You've got a block punt for a touchdown. You've got a scoop and almost another defensive touchdown is big number 47, David Olberhauser. Takes that ball all the way down to about the 20 yard line. Then you get a face mask call. And so you got first and goal from about the nine yard line. Vipers take a sack. And then to add mayhem and misery, <laughs> Miles Coleman makes a circus acrobatic SVSPN type catch in the corner of the end zone. The Vipers are up 30 to zero. And off right side, banging off a one tackle and stumbles out across the 30 yard line. Great second effort. I tell you what, Cedar Ridge is playing hard. They're out man, but they're out there playing hard. Their receivers are making good catchers. That was a good effort there by Josiah Ray to pick up 12 yards and a first down for the Raiders. They've got a good looking offensive line and they've, they've had trouble this year offensively. But I guess they, they're lined up to maybe miss the playoffs for the first time in over 10 years. Yeah. First down and 10 at the 36-yard line. Moving from right to left are the Raiders. Killingsworth, swing pass left side, complete, and going to be dropped immediately. Fighting through the block was Bryson Carter. He had the blocking receiver and the receiver himself wrapped up in his big arms and knocked him down. Yeah, I just, we, we haven't had to call number four Bryson Carter's name that much here this year, Merle, simply because it's ineffectual every time they throw anywhere near him. Right. I mean, he shuts down those quick screens better than any corner we may have ever had and then you know, it doesn't seem like anybody can run past him either so he's the complete package over there in that boundary corner position number four Bryson Carter what a player second and 10 in the 36 yard line Killingsworth dropping back stepping up firing over to the right side that ball is incomplete trying to get it down the field mess to make around the coverage stride to stride with Jordan Ramsey and that'll bring up a third down and long a look at the different coverage packets there. I was keeping my eye on the aforementioned Bryson Carter. He went up to jam the receiver. He's playing, it looks like a cover two over there, so he's staying underneath. Then Drew Mestemaker's over the top there. Everybody where they need to be. Incomplete pass, third and long. Still third down and 10 from the 36-yard line. Stop the clock with 6.04 to go first half. Trips wide right, one to the near side. Killingsworth, quarterback draw off right tackle. Nice hole across the 40, the 45. And looks like he's got enough for the first down. He's been kind of a weapon brought down by Diego Delavara Vasquez, but not before first down. Alistair Stevens also involved in that tackle. Looks like we got a, a Raider down. Maybe injury timeout here. Yeah, we do have a Cedar Ridge player down in the field, so let's go ahead and take a timeout. 5.58 to go first half. Vipers up 30 to nothing. You're listening to you, Vanderga Vipers football on the horn. Looks like the injured Raider is Nicholas Ganster, a senior offensive lineman. He is walking off the field a little bit gingerly, but at least under his own power, Hank. That's always good to see, and hopefully he can get loosened up and it won't be anything serious and get back in the football game. Yeah, a little gingerly, like you said, maybe an ankle. Hopefully he gets back in the game. Cedar Ridge, this is their best 
possession of the game in terms of number of plays run so far. So they've got a little bit of. So first down, 10 at the 47-yard line. Two receivers wide right, one to the near side. Handoff off left tackle and now bounces to the right up to the 49. Short gain of a yard on the play. Going to bring up a second down and call it nine for the Cedar Ridge Raiders. Give a shout-out to my mom tuned in from the great state of Illinois listening on the horn. Also want to give a shout-out to Vibes Technical Director, Sue Vincash. She was able to remote access my computer and adjust the bit rate to calm down the video stream. I, wow. don't, want, I don't want to give her access to my bank account because yes. she'll, she'll suck it dry. But For those of you who didn't understand anything that Merle said, like me, <laughs> just give you an indication of what goes on and the complex operation that Merle Bertrand does every week voice of the vipers and he's also doing about 10 other things while i sit here and keep stats and run my mouth a little bit it's it's a team effort yes. passing complete to riley aguire basically she made the picture look not as good uh, so it would hold up with the internet better gotcha which i can do during a baseball game because there's time between pitches and uh, all that kind of stuff but trying to talk and do that during a football yes. game is a little bit challenging well you get a peek behind the curtain ladies and gentlemen of what goes on to make one of these broadcasts happen Killingsworth across the midfield stripe and runs into the anthracite wall. Vipers are saying the ball came out again. No word yet from the officials. Nope, they're going to say uh, Cedar Ridge has it. So fourth down and six coming up from the 49-yard line. Diego De La Vara Vasquez and company on the stop. That's number 20, Scott Buchanan came out of the pile. Looks like he's been put into the game for number five, Blaine Becker, who's on the bike down in front of us, so hopefully not too serious there. Well, Paulson, second for station identification. You're listening to Brandon Goodfibers Football on the Horn. You're listening to KTAE AM Elgin, K270CO Round Rock, Texas Sports, the Horn. The Horn. And Killingsworth rolls to his left, fires downfield, and the pass incomplete off the fingertips of Riley Aguirre as we come back. And the turnover on Dallas to give the football back to the Vipers with 418 to go first half. Really, Cedar Ridge had nothing to lose right there. They were across the midfield no. stripe. They're down by 30. May as well take a shot. I think that's the right call. I mean, they're on the left hash, and you run a rollout left, the right-handed quarterback. I think if you're going to cut the field in half like that, it behooves you to maybe roll the other way, but... I am certainly not a professional uh, coach. And so, anyway, Vipers were all over it. Didn't have any, anybody to open to throw to and facing withering pressure. Vipers set up with great field position again. Merle on their own 47. Moving from left to right. One receiver left, two to the near side. Hand off up the middle, both hands on the football. This is Kent Sullivan, his first carry of the night, pushes it up to the 50-yard line, and he'll pick up two yards on the play, second down and eight. What a job this offensive line has done all year. You return three starters, and you bring in big number 50, a transfer, Jacob Henry, and they have just been a dominant, dominant crew. 349 to go, first half up 30. Now Skolgan the up back, Sullivan lined up to the right side of Adams. With two receivers left, one to the near side. 
Adams dropping back, looking. Pocket starts to break down, moving to his left, buying himself time. Now fires a flag, comes down, got a receiver streaking up the far sideline, incomplete. Could have been a pass interference call out there, but I think we're gonna get a hold here. Yeah, Jacob Henry, number 50, admonishing the referee. I was looking right at him because Deuce Adams was scrambling out behind him, and I, I think I'm in agreement with Mr. Henry. That's a bit of a soft call, but it's 30 to zero. <laughs> right. Maybe the referees are giving a benefit of the doubt to the Cedar Ridge Raiders. Paul Woods writing in, says, look, give a shout out to the Vanderbilt Swiss Army and I flew Mr. Jamaica listening in on the horn. That's grandma and grandpa tuning in uh -huh. tonight. Thank you very much, Mr. Woods. Email is open. Now that things have calmed down, voice of the vipers at gmail.com. Second and 18 from the Viper 40. Adams, bootlegs right, now rolls back to his left. Now stepping up, scrambling, running for his life, and he's going to go down at the 38 yard line. That'll go down in the books as a sack. Just being harassed by number 87 and uh, 81, John, Entry, uh, John Gentry, pardon me. Well, Deuce did a great job sidestepping the initial rush there, Merle, but credit to that Cedar Ridge defensive line. You got number 90, Jackson Inuzi, applying pressure. Also number 91, Cruz. I'm not gonna try that last name. <laughs> He's a senior defensive lineman, first name Cruz. Third down and a bunch. Third down and 18 to go. I've got third and 21 according to my math. That's a lot. Swing pass left side, complete to Coleman. Let him do the work himself to the 45 to the 50. Gets a bunch of it back. Knocked out of bounds to the 48 yard line. And they get a bunch of it back. Sets up a fourth down and long. And Mustamaker will come out here probably with a chance to pin down Cedar Ridge deep with 2.36 to go. Although I still see the offense on the field. Yes. Fourth and eight, 2.36 remaining in the first half. The offense is lining up. Well, we might see uh, Adams pooch punt this one too. Nobody back to receive it. Now he retreats a little bit further. I think that's what we're gonna see here. Punches it to the right side, turns over, and is gonna roll inside the 20, and rolls dead at the 15-yard line. Well executed there by Deuce Adams. And with 2.24 to go, the Vipers up by 30. Cedar Ridge will have one more opportunity to try to get something going here. Well, this is the seventh possession for the Cedar Ridge Raiders, Merle. First possession they punt, second possession they fumbled, we recovered. Third possession they punt after three plays, three and out. Third, fourth possession that we blocked a punt and returned it for a touchdown. Fifth possession, we recovered a fumble. Uh, their last possession, they did manage to run eight plays before they turned it over on downs. So the Vipers defense is shutting every door. We've had a fumble recovery for a touchdown. We've had a safety. We've had a block punt return for a touchdown. Let's see what happens in this final 224 of the first half. Hand off right side, looking for running him, not gonna find it. You're gonna lose yardage back at the 11 yard line. That was Josiah Ray, probably wanted to give the ball back to Killingsworth after that one. I mean, big 61 Ian Witt, and we see him in the backfield about every other play, manages to defeat, oftentimes a double team, just causes absolute mayhem. He's quick, big, and, I mean, and strong. It's just a yeah. deadly combination. And, you know, he has been causing all kinds of disruption. That time, uh, that's number three, Josiah Ray tried to cut back and he went into the waiting arms of the trash can full of dirt, number 61, Ian Witt. 
what a season he is having. And he'll be back next year. And off up the middle and nothing doing. Got about 20 guys in that rugby scrum. Led by the aforementioned Mr. Witt yep. once again. Taking on a double team, Merle. And if you, as a defensive lineman, if you neutralize a defensive lineman at the point of attack and you don't allow him any penetration, you know, a draw can be a win for your offensive line. But when the defensive lineman can split a double team and get into the backfield, it changes, it changes everything. Because now the running back's got to change his angle of descent into the line of scrimmage because he's got to move around a big uh, defensive lineman. And it's just devastating when you can get a guy who can penetrate like that and they're trying to double team him. Big, big time play by number 61 again, Ian Witt. Vipers have called a timeout. It's going to be third down and 13, 134 to go. Vipers have one timeout remaining. They want to try to get another block punt maybe, get a set up a good return. You know, because Moss Coleman, I've heard, he's pretty good at punt returns. Well, you know, once again, the $100,000 pyramid question of the week is, are they going to kick it to him? Because <laughs> I'm not sure that I would, having witnessed the total eclipse of the sun last week. Cedar Park leading Glenn 14 to nothing at the half. Oh, I just got an update on that one. It's changed a little bit. Let's see here. 14 to 10 at the half. Not 14 to nothing, 14 to 10. I misread it. You heard from our studio man, Brock, that Dripping Springs is up on Lake Travis, 7 to 0. Draw play left side, tripped up, and the Vipers, they call their final timeout. There it is. As Diego De Lavar, Vasquez, and friends get up off the bottom of the pile. Brendan. That's three plays and three tackles for Ian Witt. Yeah. Fourth and 13. Apparently, he's really good. Non-unblockable. You know, if there was a question mark about this Viper team at the start of the season, it didn't last long, but Coach was worried about his defense a little bit. The secondary with a lot of guys coming in, they've shored that up with moving Mestamaker back there. They've had, a, you know, half a season now, a little bit more than half a season to get used to it. They're giving up eight points a game, and that's even misleading because a lot of that's coming against reserves late in the game or, you know, defensive scores by the other team, that kind of thing. This defense is stout. Well, the questions were real, and we heard Coach Sanders express some of those in his pregame remarks before that very first game about the inexperience in the secondary. But, mm -hmm. you know, the best pass coverage is a good brush. And so we have seen, you know, three and three and four man uh, uh, pressure uh, from the Vipers all season long put uh, put pressure on the quarterback. We got three really good guys up there. And then, then you've got a second unit that's been getting a lot of reps. So you've, you've got a two deep that's been really effective in that front seven. Now Coleman just gets away from this one. It's kind of shanked off the side of the foot. Pressure coming in out the high snap again. And the Vipers are going to, well, they're going to mark this down. Looks at about the 30-yard line maybe. Well, you've got a minute and 20, which is ample time to make something happen here, Merle. No timeouts remaining, but you've got the football first and 10 at the 27-yard line. Already almost in Wiley Olsen range, if you're thinking at least three points. I would be willing to bet $1 that we're going to take a shot into the end zone. I would think so. On one of these next few plays. Coleman comes in motion right to left. So two receivers now to either side. Adams dropping back. Looking good protection. Good coverage. He's just dumping off underneath. Complete out there and out of bounds at the 24-yard line. Just picks up a couple yards. Clock stop at 112 to go. Was that Zade Oliver? Uh, Zade Oliver on the receiving end. Yeah, nice safety valve there. 
Well, I'll tell you what, the Cedar Ridge Raiders did a good job there, Merle, putting some pressure on Deuce Adams because you had number six, George Farley, breaking into that corner. Right, right by the D and LISD, ran a corner route. One-on-one -on -one coverage, he was open. Second and seven from the 24, two receivers left, one to the near side, 112 to go. Scoglin comes in motion, settles into the tight end on the left side. Adams dropping back, pressure coming again, just runs away from it. Now bounces to the outside, to the 20, and he's gonna scamper up the far sideline, scampers out of bounds at the 11 yard line. Great field awareness there by the senior, not only to realize he had some running room, but got himself out of bounds to stop the clock with 101 to go. Well, I think Deuce has got his eyes downfield looking to make a shot into the end zone, but <laughs> you know, credit to Cedar Ridge for doing a really good job applying pressure. He's He's been aggravated on each of the last two snaps, and he's, when you're under pressure like that and harried, you can't make a throw downfield. First and ten from the, from the 11, 61 ticks on the clock. Two receivers to the right side, double tight ends on the right. Play action, Adams. In trouble again, rolls to his right. Looking, firing over the right side. Sliding catch made, no incomplete. No, it was caught. It was yeah. caught by Skoglin right there at the two-yard line. Well, that's just great technique oh. by Big J Skoglin. Going down to get the ball. And you saw him go down to get it. He didn't go to the ground. Right. Reach down and pluck that right off the carpet. Pinkies first, together. First and goal from the three. Swing pass right side to Coleman. He's going to step into the end zone. Touchdown. Great block on the edge from Jay Skoglin that time. After making the catch to set the table, does the block on the edge to seal the corner for Miles Coleman and it's 36 nothing Vipers with 34.8 seconds to go. Wow. The greatest show on turf continues, mm -hmm. Merle. What can you say about this football team? And the Central Texas rankings coming out, the Vipers have been in that number three position behind the big two of Westlake and Lake Travis and depending on what happens tonight, I'm not sure that the Vipers might be moving up a spot. Kick is up and good with 34.8 seconds to go. We'll take a quick timeout and close out the first half. You're listening to Bandicoot Vipers Football on the Horn. Noel Colbert puts this one down at the two-yard line, and the fair catch called for and made in the far corner by Josiah Ray. 34.8 seconds left. Vipers pitching a shutout here at 37-0. In command, Hank cuts in, and you know these guys want to get that shutout. They haven't had one yet. Well, that's one thing we haven't seen, right? you know, in terms of this season's production when we've seen so many unusual and unbelievable occurrences by this Vipers squad. We haven't had a shutout. And I mean, I think we've had a shutout each of the past three seasons. So right. based on what's going on so far, you got to like the chances. You got to wonder here if Cedar Ridge is going to take a knee and try and get, get into the locker room after being pummeled so comprehensively by a Viper squad that is just doing everything right. Well, they come out, they spread it out. Trips wide right, one to the near side and quarterback draw. Eesh. Vipers meet him at the line of scrimmage, knock him down, and Cedar Ridge does not have to snap it again if they don't want to. Cruz Carrasquillo. Oh. That guy is a force of nature. I mean, there's a couple of guys up there that just look unblockable on occasion, and number 29, Cruz Carrasquillo, he's apparently difficult to block based <laughs> on what we just saw. Ian Witt, we just saw a series in the last series where they went three and out, and Ian Witt made the tackle on all three consecutive plays. They do run a play into around to the right side and gaining about two yards on the play is Andrew Johnson, the senior running back. And that is how a dominating first half is gonna to come to an end with your score, Bandicoot 37 and the Cedar Ridge Raiders nothing. And the 
home fans give these Vipers a well-deserved round of applause as they run off the field and head into the field house. What a half of football for the Vipers. Well, we saw a bit of everything. Offensive touchdown, special team scored nine of your 37 points on a safety, then a uh, blocked punt for a touchdown return. We saw a fumble into the end zone for a touchdown as Bryce Altrudo gets his first varsity touchdown. It's just a little bit of everything. It's a cornucopia of offensive, defensive, and special teams football. So 37 and nothing, your score. We'll take an extended break. When we come back, we'll hear uh, Marcus Spears is uh, talking to Coach Sanders right now, so we'll get the results of that interview here in just a couple of minutes. We'll take a break and be right back. You're listening to Brandon Goodfibers Football on the Horn. Welcome back to Monroe Memorial Stadium. Halftime festivities going on down in the field. A good first half of football for the Vandegut Vipers. Up 37 to nothing. Merle Bertrand, Hank Hudson, and Marcus Spears here in the booth. And just a couple moments ago, as I mentioned, Marcus had a chance to catch up to Vipers head coach Drew Sanders. Let's hear Coach Sanders' thoughts on a good first half of football. guys coach you've been able, uh, the only way you've seen the stop way to stop miles coleman in the punt return is by giving up a punt uh, a block punt or not kick to him but he scores three touchdowns talk about miles yeah i mean what can you say about miles we know he's one of the best players in the state he's done what we needed to do and then even when they he doesn't touch the ball he affects the game because they punt the ball out of bounds etc um could you is there anything you can say about the status of a uh, blaine becker no, we'll, we'll check on him. I, I'm not quite sure what's going on with him. We'll check on him and hopefully, but we're going to hold him out for now. All right, thanks, Coach. Good mm -hmm. luck in the second half. Thanks, bro. Back to you. All right, thank you, Marcus. And, uh, yeah, even, even if he knows, he's probably not going to say anything about Blaine. It's good, good to see them, uh, that he was working on the bike and that kind of thing. That's, that's an encouraging sign right there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Marcus, you were down there talking to him. For somebody who's up 37 or nothing, you would almost think, that they were down 37 or nothing. He's a, he's a, he's a pretty intense coach in a situation like this, is he not? Uh, he's very consistent with that. You, if you want the cheery side of coach, you just have to wait till after the game. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, in terms of statistical output, there's not really much to say simply because the starting field position for the Vipers has been so uh, unbelievably one-sided. I mean, their first position in the game, they did go nine plays for a touchdown. Um, that was after getting the safety, but they went nine plays and they only had to go 48 yards. They started their second drive, which they also scored a touchdown. They started on the positive 24-yard line. Uh, worst field position of the evening was on the third possession. They started on their own 30. They went a three down and punt. Then we blocked the punt and returned it for a touchdown. Then we started on their 10-yard line after a scoop and almost score by David Olverhauser. Got a face mask penalty added to that. So you start that possession on the 10-yard line. Uh, you start on your own 47 and then you start uh, that last possession, you start on the positive 27 after that really, really short punt with Miles Coleman as Coach Sanders affecting that situation because they're trying to kick it away from him. So right. uh, he scored in three plays there. It's 37 to zero. We've got nine points from the special teams. We don't even have 200 yards of total offense. We have 37 points. We've got about 45 yards rushing. Uh, um, looks like Zade Oliver's got two carries for about 10 yards. Um, Brennan Fournier's got three carries for about 12 yards. Deuce Adams is 11 out of 15 for 110 yards and three touchdown passes. Two to Miles Coleman. He's got six 
reception for 67 yards. Deuce's brother Eli's got one reception for 12 yards and a touchdown. Jay Scoglin is doing it all again this game. Merle, unbelievable job in blocking and then made two really nice catches. That catch on the goal line down there was an absolute thing of beauty as far as uh, receiving technique as he went down and pulled that ball off the carpet, his pinkies together, making a really classy looking football catch there. Uh, looks like we've got uh, also, Zane Oliver's caught a pass for three yards and then Brock Chilton caught one pass for 10 yards. So. You know, that's not even 200 yards of offense, but you know, when you start on the opponent's uh, you know, side of the field so often, and then you get your special teams and defense doing what they're doing, it's just a, as one side as you can get at 37-0. And, and let's not forget, they didn't connect on two long pass plays, because Miles Coleman was about three yards behind the defenses, just yeah. off of his fingertips on, on both of those cases. It could have been, been even worse. Well, I think the first play from scrimmage that when you're talking about there, that was actually to uh, Eli. Well, that's right, Eli's right, his, yeah. Yeah. His brother, but he was he was open on that post route uh, to start the game, going from right to left, and then again uh, happened again. Miles Coleman somehow manages to run past the entire defense, and he was open, just barely missed that throw. So, you know, seven to zero, and it feels like we've seen another half of epic football with you know these different. We asked for some variation. We wondered <laughs> what was going to be different about tonight's game, and we've seen you know fumble recovery for a touchdown in the end zone, Marcus. I'm not sure if you got a, a bird's eye view of that, but the big big tight end number 18, he's done an amazing job blocking all year. He has missed an opportunity and uh, plucks up a, a fumble recovery and goes into the end zone. So that was fortuitous. And then we get a safety block punt for a touchdown. What else can go right for this team, Marcus? Um, I'm just a little lost right now because I'm looking at the halftime show and I'm seeing <laughs> pink stages everywhere. But it's consistency. That's pretty much all three phases of the game as usual passing game, the running game on offense, uh, the defense is all in Killersworth's face all game. He's overthrowing every pass because pass he can't set his feet. He can't really get down, throw the ball downfield. Uh, and now you got special teams blocking punts and they're refusing to kick to Coleman, but the, the punts are being short. Right. Did, did, did the guys give David Oberhaus a hard time for not taking that one to the house? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like oh, you ran, not, out of, ran out of gas a little bit. No, nah, they celebrated with him. It's, <laughs> it's the usual. What, what I find interesting, though, before that last touchdown, short touchdown drive, uh, the offensive line, I saw them just bust into a dance routine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny. Multi-talented bunch of guys down yeah. there. You think about that last minute and a half of the first half. It's not going to matter in this game, barring some sort of cat catastrophe. You're up 37 and nothing, unless you have some sort of a Houston Oilers, Buffalo Bills type catastrophe from, from way back. But the Vipers, they call the timeouts. They get the football back. They force the shank punt like Marcus talked about. They move it down the field, the swing pass out to, uh, to Skoglund, who makes a great catch that you talked about. On the very next play, they dump it off to Coleman. Skolgan turns around, seals the edge, gets the block, allows Coleman. I mean, it was just a, a clinic of football in about 97 seconds right there. Yeah, I thought you were going to say routine, but clinical maybe is a better uh, adjective yeah. there. But it was uh, just a beautiful sequence, like you said. You know, clock management is always really tight for this Vipers team. And then, you know, Jay Skolgan is a dominant performer in his position. He really is. He I mean, is. He, we saw him do some max protect because we were having a little more difficulty. I'm not sure if you saw this, Marcus. They're doing a good job with the pass rush and flushing Deuce Adams out of the pocket. Yes. And so they've done a couple of max protects throws, uh, keeping Skoglin in. He looks like he could start on an offensive line the way he blocks. And then you see him go down there and make a shoestring a catch to set up that Miles Coleman TD. And he turns around, makes a key block uh, to, to spring Coleman. I mean, the, 
the Vipers are doing everywhere. We, uh, the, that last possession also, the uh, second to last possession, I'm talking about what the Vipers defensive line is doing, Marcus. Number 61, Ian Witt, they, they had a three and out on their next to last possession. Ian Witt made three tackles from his node guard spot. Split a couple of double teams, just caused an absolute mayhem and destruction in the backfield. He was getting, you know, one play he was in there three yards deep in the backfield but uh, at, the, at the handoff. So Vipers have got a lot of players, you know, bringing a serious performance tonight. Uh, it's it's quite impressive to watch. Yes, yes, most impressive. Like I say, it is a total team effort, all three phases. Well, the Vanderbilt Vipers band on the field. Marcus was talking about the Cedar Ridge band a few moments ago. They put on a great show. The Viper marching band entertaining the crowd. It's funny when the most high school football games, when the band comes out, that's everybody's cue to go to the concession stand, go to the bathroom, all that kind of stuff. Not many people leave the bleachers when the Viper marching band takes the field. Absolutely right. It's a spectacle of epic proportions every single week. Yeah, it's a full house down. I haven't seen anyone move out their seat. Well, they are competing in the uh, area round of the state uh, marching band playoffs tomorrow. They had their senior night tonight, and you talk about all the seniors on the Viper football team. That senior day celebration for the Viper marching band and the Vision Dance Squad was why we started late, because that went on forever. Yeah, they had a lot of parents they they introduced. Got, they got more than 61. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, but they're in the area, uh, area round tomorrow. Right. They've got the state coming up, should they advance tomorrow on the 31st. And then the BOA, Assumeth Bank of America Super Regional, November 4th as 4th and 5th, mm. as they look to uh, try to repeat as national champions. Yeah, based on historical precedent, don't we expect them to advance from the area? to make sure we keep an eye on that and yep. get some updates. But I think we've got, I think there are a lot of people that turn into the stream just so you can see this. I, mean, I, think, this, I think you're right, yeah. I mean, this is, it is a show. take it for granted a bit, but it's, it's amazing. What a spectacle every week. So 37 to nothing, your score. We'll take another break and come back and set the table for half number two here. You're listening to Vanity Fibers Football. Welcome back to Monroe Memorial Stadium. Viper Marching Band entertaining the crowd here. For those of you watching on video, it's crazy. Hank, you and I were talking. To, to pull back wide enough to get the entire band in the field, they look like little ants out there because there's so many of them. It's end zone to end zone. End zone to end zone. 200, 200 people out there. Well, great job by the, the Viper Marching Band and the Vision Dance team. Good luck as they march on to state, literally. Here the Vipers marching all over Cedar Ridge, 37 to nothing at the half. Uh, we talked about the playoffs coming up. Bowie over Aikens, 42 to nothing. Yeah, that, that's at the half. And uh, Dripping Springs, I believe, is still leading Lake Travis, 7 to nothing. Those are District 26-6A scores. And uh, just kind of looking ahead, now the Vipers are up 37 to nothing. It is looking very much like Vandegrift, should they win out, will take on either uh, Bowie, Johnson, or Dripping Springs in the first round of the playoffs. Hmm, well... The Dripping Springs matchup, I think that's interesting. You know, we played them twice last year, and they right. were both of them epic games. But, you know, what we saw the first game this year is the the precipice that uh, Dripping Springs faces, <laughs> you know, in terms of their competitiveness with this Vipers team. They uh, We put the whooping on them. The Vipers aren't, you know, showing anybody any mercy this year. Merle. We're just, you know, mowing through the schedule. Yeah. Mark, you got an update, Marcus? Yeah, I got an update. Dip, uh, halftime, Dripping Springs up 14-0 over Lake Travis. Wow. wow. 
So if you look at that District 26-6A, uh, Westlake came in tonight 5-0. They're playing Austin High, so they look to go to 6-0, barring uh, a major upset there. If that Dripping Spring score holds up, they would be 5-1. Lake Travis would drop to 4-2. Of course, Westlake and Lake Travis are going to be uh, Division One. They're the two biggest schools in that district. So regardless, they're going to be 1-2 in Division One. Westlake has already defeated Lake Travis. Uh, but Dripping Springs making their case to be the number one seed in Division Two, which would put Bowie, Johnson, or Anderson in jeopardy of playing the Vipers in the first round. That's, of course, assuming the Vipers do wind up in Division Two. That's right. still an open question because in our district, District 25-6A, we know that Ron Rock is going to be Division One. They're the biggest school in the district. Westwood and Stony Point are bigger than Vandergrift. If one of those schools gets in, Vandergrift would drop down to Division Two. If neither one of them gets in and Maynard and uh, Vista Ridge were to get in, we would be Division One. would have to take on either Lake Travis or Westwood or Westlake. Well, there's a couple of big games tonight. Yep. You know, the log jam right there in the middle of the pack is you got Westwood, Vista Ridge, Maynard, and Stony Point all at two and two, and they're all playing each other. Yeah. It's yeah. Maynard versus Vista Ridge and Stony Point versus Westwood. So we should have a clear picture at the conclusion of tonight's ball games. And I'm wondering, do we have a scoreboard update on any of those other two games? I'm checking with uh, some of our Vike folks to see if they can track that down for us because uh, we'll, we'll need some stuff to talk about in the second half, the way this one's going. But, uh, you know, we, we were talking, uh, Marcus and Hank, about, yeah, you want to be Division Two. I think the road is easier to get back to state if you're Division Two. But there's a part of everybody, I think, here <laughs> that would really love to take on Lake Travis or Westlake. And, and just see where these Vipers are in comparison to those two elite programs. Yeah, I can remember, you know, we, you know, we had, uh, you know, successive seasons. We almost beat both of them, so we don't have a victory against either one of those teams yet. But, uh, you know, we had the uh, the miracle kick when Westlake beat us, and we scored on that fourth and goal from the 22. Right, right. We uh, we all went nuts on that and thought we won that game, and then uh, we had a really tight game against Lake Travis, and you know. <laughs> As a Vipers fan, I would be more than delighted to take one of those guys and get some comeuppance. Yeah. Uh, because uh, we're due against those guys. And, you know, I, I remember vividly uh, when my son was uh, a ninth grader, he comes into the program, and I'd, I'd talked to Coach Sanders, and I think I think Lake Travis beat us that week 63-7. to seven. 63-7. to seven. The quarterback was 25 out of yeah. 26, and the, yeah. the one incompletion was a drop pass. Yeah. I mean, it was – It was – but, you know, the – that week, the uh, six weeks report cards had come out, and uh, our, uh, our our son had never had never been on any honor roll, uh, K, K through eight. He'd never been on A or AB honor roll in his first week, first six weeks as a ninth grader at Vandergrift. He made all A's. Wow! And so uh, I was like, man, I know you lost sixty-three to seven against Lake <laughs> Travis, but you know we had a big victory at my house. You know, and the reason, Merle, that he made that all-A honor roll was because, you know, Coach Sanders, one of his four hallmarks is he'd be a man of honor. Right. Right? And that includes is that you, you get the best grades that you can get. You'd be a man of honor, you graduate with honors. And so the definition of that for these Vipers, uh, you know, gridiron you know, performers is that they have to do the best that they can in the classroom. And, you know, uh, you know we were overjoyed with, uh, you know, his perform performance in the classroom. After getting into high school, he, yep. you know, he graduated with an unbelievable GPA, and he always took it very seriously. His his grades, and that's you got 61 seniors, and they're all you know, you got academic all Americans in there. Kids, you know, graduating with honors. Kids who are getting college credit. I mean, 
he it's all all parts of what he does it's very serious you know you got to perform in the classroom to play for for coach sanders and he gets the best out of them that's just the deal exactly but I'd, right. I'd, I'd love to take on t- i mean i'm there's going to be a day. I, I remember telling him, like, "There's going to be a day when you're, yeah. <laughs> you're going to get, you're going to get them." And I think this year, I think you know, I'm not sure when it would be better uh, than to, you know, get them this year. The Vipers look look like they could beat anybody right now. Well, we'll see how it plays out. It's 14-14 at halftime between Vista Ridge and Maynard. So I got one of the two updates. In. Oh, what West, was the score again? 14-14 at halftime, and oh, Westwood wow. of course is taking on Stony Point. So oh, we'll try wow. to see if we can track that down before the end of the night. Marcus, about two minutes left. Any final thoughts before the second half gets underway? Um, another week of the same thing. It's going to be a lot <laughs> of running the ball, a lot of milk in the clock, um, a lot of uh, pass rush on the defense. As usual, causing turnovers and just get this game over with. And we get out of here without any serious injuries. That's amen to that. And then, you know what, uh, shutout. I'm pretty sure that yeah. as part of his halftime presentation, which is always very dynamic and energetic, that Coach Sanders talked about keeping that goose egg on the board. He's a defensive coach in terms of his, you know, original outlook and you know coaching history. Uh, he wants a, he wants a shutout. Yes. Yeah, speaking of that, uh, the last few weeks, something I noticed is how coaches still at it late in the game. Oh yeah. Up by multiple by thirty plus points, and he's still at it uh, consistently coaching hard. Yep. Never stop coaching. Well, Coach wants it. The Vipers want it. My mom listening wants it. So, <laughs> Vipers well, better not make my mom upset. Yeah, you, have, I, you know, now that you got that added <laughs> dimension, I think it's uh, it's all on for a shutout. I think that, you know, Marcus makes a really, really uh, solid point there in terms of, you know, the approach of the coaching staff and how even late in these games when we got these big leads, they don't take any time off. No. They are going at it, and they're coaching these kids up. And then you you roll out of this game, and then they're gonna the preparation for next week starts tonight in the waning hours, the wee hours of tomorrow morning. These guys are gonna be breaking down film. They're gonna be preparing practice plans, preparing you know to start the game planning for next week. There's nobody that works harder than high school football coaches during football season in the state of Texas. Got an email from uh, Janet Sanders' parents. Says, uh, Stephen Springer writing in, we're rooting for the Vipers tonight from Salado, Texas. Both the Vipers offense and defense are playing very well. And uh, thank you for the compliments as well. Stephen and Barbara Springer, Coach Sanders' in-laws, they want the shutout too, I'm guessing. I'm pretty sure they, yeah. they'll be okay. Yeah. you got to wonder if, uh, you know, Coach Sanders' dad gives him a hard time. You know, why didn't you guys keep the shutout? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he wants to be able to uh, pre- preserve that shutout for a lot of reasons. Well, Marcus, we will see you in the post game and uh, go go back out there and enjoy the atmosphere. All right, thanks, guys. Vipers will get the football first to start the second half, up 37 to nothing. Merle Bertrand, Hank Hudson, Marcus Spears here. Brock Bollinger back at the studios. Rosie Bay keeping an eye and an ear on the broadcast on the video side. Her night has calmed down ever since the internet started behaving itself again. Yeah, we had. Major technical difficulties to start the evening off, but it all has worked itself out beautifully. Full credit to everybody who's working hard. Brock back in the studio. And the Raiders with a squib kick return at the 45 and almost broken at the 48-yard line. I think that was Brock Chilton. That's Brock. That's uh, or is that Bryce Altrudo? Bryce Altrudo. I'm sorry, 18. I had the right number, wrong name. Bryce Altrudo, who's already recovered a fumble in the end zone for a touchdown, recovers that onside kick attempt at about the 25-yard line. That's a pretty nice return. Yeah. Pretty nice return. I think he's having delusions of grandeur down there. He got the touchdown earlier. He looked like he was trying to go to the house. 
What's well, like winning two dollars in the lotto? You want to win fifty. <laughs> well stated. The first down and ten Vipers from their own 47-yard line going left to right as the second half gets underway. Starters in the ball game. Adams handoff 48 left side and falls forward to about the 49-yard line, about two yards. Second down and eight. And you're right, Hank. We, we really haven't called the offense that much tonight. No, we haven't. And Miles Coleman, the Miles Coleman effect, if you will. And Coach Sanders talked about it at halftime. What's the reason that they squib kick right there? Keep they, it away. They, they just don't want to kick it deep. Yeah. And who, you know, who can blame them? Well, if it doesn't go to him, it's going to go to number zero, Eli Adams. That's not much better. No. Pick your poison. Two receivers to the right side, second down and eight. Dropping back, empty back, so swing out left side, complete to the 49-yard line and dropped there, but it's going to bring up a third down and about six. I think that was 48. It was 48. Got a five-yard gain. Nice catch. Nice pitch and catch there. Possession-type pass. So you come in the, coming out of the halftime, you think they want to maybe try and get the ball out sooner because Cedar Ridge is doing a good job with that pressure. You want to make a few quicker throws. Third down and seven from the 50-yard line. Fournier again splits wide left. Two receivers left here to the near side. Empty back set here now for Adams. Adams standing in, fires right side complete and going to be very near the first down marker at the 42, getting to pin on the spot. That was hauled in by George Farley, his first touch of the night. The helmet comes off, so he'll have to come out for a play. They're going to give him the first down. Nice-looking little dig route to your wide side of the field there, Merle. You've got George Farley lined up on the bottom of the numbers. That's one of those landmarks that the receivers are going to line up on, and he's going to run inside dig there. That's a hard route to cover if you're a defensive route, but you've got to have a quarterback who can deliver a long throw there. Pistol formation, 48, straight ahead, running inside the 40, pushes the pile forward down to about the 37-yard line. Gain of six on the play. Second down and four. Seeing a few deputies on that offensive line. Big Jadrian Smith, the junior offensive lineman, doing a great job on that play, plowing the way forward. Five receivers split out. Trips to the near side, two wide left. Swing pass to Fournier. Right side, complete to the 35 and down to the 31-yard line. Vipers mixing it up very well. Going to be good for another Vanderbilt first down. A little bit of a different wrinkle, putting Fournier out there as a yeah. split receiver. Looking pretty sure-handed. You get that wall of three receivers in front of you, just clearing the road ahead. Jadrian Smith is in the game at that left tackle spot next to Jacob Henry. Looks like Blake Frazier's getting a breather. Skogan lines up on the left side. Two receivers to the right. Straight ahead handoff again to Forney. Breaks a tackle inside the 30. Bounces to the right side. 25. Inside the 20. Down to the 15-yard line. Offensive line. Had a rough start. Kind of like we did with the broadcast. Had a rough start with some miscues and some penalties, but they've kind of found their groove again. Yeah, Jay Skoglin doing his usual fantastic job blocking. Plowed his guy out of the way, and Fournier said, just get out of my way. I'm coming inside here. In the red zone again, 37-0 Vipers early second half. Trips wide left, two to the near side. First down at the 15-yard line. Empty back set for Adams. Dropping back. Now he's going to step up, scramble to the 10, and slides in safely at about the 10-yard line. They're going to give him the 11, so a four-yard pickup, second down and six. 
The Raiders getting pressure that time outside and Deuce recognized it early. Tucked it under nice. I don't think that was a design call, but he saw it open up. Zade Oliver with the carry. Dragon tackles down inside the 10 to the nine. Two yard pickup there. That'll bring up a third down and about five. They're gonna say the knee catch down at the 10. So third and five from the 10. Very methodical looking drive so far from the Vipers. be the ninth play of the drive. Just started on your own 47 yard line because of the squib kick. The Vipers are really getting set up with great field position, the Miles Coleman effect. They've already burned more than four minutes off the clock. Two receivers left, nobody to the near side. Play action, Adams looking left, all day to throw. Now he's gonna take off running left side, pump fake to the five and steps out of bounds at about the three yard line. First down and goal, Vipers. Yeah, Jay Scoglin that time, Merle, broke his route off and ran with his quarterback. And I think that took a defender out of the ability to make a tackle. And it looks like you've got your goal line set in there. Jackson Bars checked in. That means Jacob Henry's going to move from his left guard spot into the backfield. And woe is me if you're a <laughs> linebacker for Cedar Ridge right now because I wouldn't want that guy running at me. The worst part is they've seen it on film. They know what's coming. 48, the direct snap, looking right. Going to take it to the outside and cuts it up. Lowers the boom and pounds it into the end zone. Touchdown. Big time run by number 21. What an effective one-two punch we've had this year with both those guys, Zade Oliver and Brendan 48. That time takes it in from five yards. It's a 10-play drive, Merle. It goes 53 yards and a very effective and efficient-looking drive. Three passes, seven runs. Vipers looking like a force to be reckoned with. High snap, good hold by Mestermaker. The kick is up by Wiley Olson. He stays perfect on the season since being called up on the JV squad. 7.28 to go. Vipers extend the lead 44 to nothing. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. You're listening to Bandicoot Vipers Football. Noah Call Bears set to kick it off, but that's not what's important. Listen to this. Kickoff down to the goal line drop. There's a Viper marching band entertaining the crowd up to the five to the ten. And Cedar Ridge pinned down deep. The nasty song, Hank Hudson, that's, with 722 to go. That is the Merle Bertrand song. That's what we need to call it. Merle loves that song, and so do the Viper fans and the Viper team. Number 35, Tate Stevens, like an ICBM. <laughs> on special teams down there to make it stop. And now Cedar Ridge is starting their field position on the their minus 10 yard line. It's an unbelievable contrast in terms of wow. starting field position in this game. Tommy Hartman checking in from Fayetteville, Arkansas, prognosticating along with the rest of us saying, looks like we will most likely be facing the Bowie Bulldogs for the first round of the playoffs for the second straight year. And off up the middle and losing three yards on the play are the Raiders. Bowie Bulldogs. We get to see them and Pop Warner all the way to varsity. Yep. Malik Hamilton on the carry. Going to bring up a second down and 12. Nasty song, Metal Shock. I'm gonna have to go on YouTube and actually listen to the song. Yeah. I've never heard it other than I think the Viper I, Marching Band. Your mom was going crazy when she was up here with us. 
Pass will come out to the right side and complete out the 24-yard line. Good pitch and catch out there to get the Raiders out of danger. That was hauled in by John Gentry, the senior. And the Raiders move it out from the shadow of their own goalpost out to the 25-yard line, first down. Small window to throw in, but good-looking pitch and catch. Number 81, John Gentry. 6.44 to go, third quarter. Vipers up 44 to nothing. Email still open, voiceofthevipers at gmail.com. Flag comes in, they're going to blow this one dead, and fortunate for the Raider running back because Deshaun Morgan was about to plant the <laughs> running back for a big loss. And a shout out to Bruce Middleton, longtime Viper fan, put three Vipers through this program. Yeah. I'll see Bailey Middleton tomorrow at Southwestern University. I'll see Bailey along with five other former Vipers. Yeah, yeah, that's unbelievable. Who were the big guys you're going to see tomorrow again? For Southwestern, it'll be Charlie Fournier, former Viper kicker. He also kicks and punts for Southwestern. There are four Trinity Tigers that went to Bandicoot High School. Wow. Ryan Back. Ryan, is it Ryan Merrifield? Merrifield. And Ryan, Ryan Arnold. Arnold. And there's a fourth one that I can't remember plays for Trinity. Oh, man. Hand off right side and knocked down at about the 18-yard line. No gain in the play. Second down and 15 coming up. Heard from Scott Schaffner. He says that if we put in the drop kick, they need to do it from the I formation. You know, that's, <laughs> that's what Scott ran for his entire career. Right. That's the ball anybody ran was the I formation back in the day. <laughs> we miss you, Scott. Hopefully we'll see you here as, uh, as the playoffs get underway. Yes, indeed. Second down and 15, Raiders up to the line, having no luck at all running the football. Most of the success has come through the air. Coming forth in the shotgun, rolling to his right, looking, looking, firing over the right side, and another circus catch wow. out to the 37-yard line. They are selling out to make those catches. Talk about forgetting about the scoreboard. Reese Brooks, a great catch. That's the second time tonight he's gone up high and made a big catch. Good-looking football play. Good-looking delivery from Dakari Killingsworth, the senior quarterback. The offensive line's working hard up there. Piper's still getting some pressure, so make him throw into a situation where you've got perfect coverage, but a perfect throw and a perfect catch. Wins every time. First down 10 out to the 36-yard line. High snap, hand off left side. Looking for running room and not going to find any. Going to lose the yard back to the 34. High snap disrupted the timing as if the Vipers needed any extra help. And uh, with that, we'll pause in second for station identification. You're listening to Vanderbilt Vipers football on the horn. Well, I don't think we got the illegal ID in there, but on that last play, Merle number 40, Deshaun Morgan, outstanding job setting the edge there, Merle. Hey, you've got a force player. Uh, every snap, somebody who's got the outside contain position, he takes that outside leverage, forces the running back to go inside him where all of his buddies are for, di for the destruction of the, of the running play. Killingsworth dropping back, stepping up now, steps through the pressure, dumps it off underneath, complete again over the middle, out to the 50-yard line, good for another Cedar Ridge first down. That was complete again to Reese Brooks. Bails him out, first down and 10 Raiders. Nice-looking drive here for... Cedar Ridge, they've got two first downs. They'll be playing number seven or eight. I think they've only been across the 50-yard line a couple of times tonight, have yeah, they not? Yeah, they've, I don't know, this may be, this may be it. 
Cosworth going to keep himself left side and now Boston to the outside, breaks a tackle to 45 and dives down to the 43. About a seven yard pickup there for Killingsworth, knocked down by Jack Hoorkamp. Scott Buchanan, again, yeah. Scott Buchanan got there. To Gain a six, second and four coming up. 4-12 to go, this one well in hand. Vikings up 44 to nothing. 16 points in the first quarter and have never looked back. I'll tell you what, the Vipers got their most of their first string def defense out there. Cedar Ridge is managing to put together a put together a drive here. Roll snap, handoff up the middle, bounce it to the near side inside the 40 and knock breaking free to the 35 to the 30 to the 25 and shoved out of bounds at the 21 yard line. Saving the touchdown was Hollister Stevens, but Cedar Ridge was by far the best drive of the night here with 3.44 to go third quarter. And they're putting, putting it together. We'll pause for 10 seconds, try it again. You're listening to Vandergut Vipers football on the, on the horn. You're listening to KTAEAM Elgin, K270CO Round Rock. We are the horn. The horn. Draw play up the middle, nothing doing for Jack Jakari Killingsworth that time. It's going to bring up a second down or 10 from the 20 yard line. The clock continues to roll. Three and a half to go, third quarter. Number 42, Adam Scott. Like his cotillion and announcement day, he's had a <laughs> touchdown today, making special teams plays, making stops as a linebacker, doing it all. We'll get to see him next year. He's only a junior. Chris Style riding in. Is it Style or Steel? My apologies. S T I E H L. Well, we'll get to the email after this play. Second down and 10 from the 20 yard line. Hand off left side, break it, a tackle, and down to the 15 yard line. That'll bring up a third down and five. Diego de Lavar Vasquez on the stop, wrapping up Malik Hamilton. I think that's Jack Hurricane, number 16, with a beautiful open field tackle that time. Potentially saving a touchdown. The Cedar Ridge is putting together a 10-play drive here, starting on their own 10-yard line. The shutout is in jeopardy. It is indeed. Third down and five coming up from the 15-yard line. Two receivers wide right, one to the near side. Killingsworth dropping back and whistles below, and this will push them back five yards and make it third down and 10. The email says, this is the third week in a row. I have not been able to be at a game. I really appreciate having you guys on the air. I love seeing the Silver Strike defense delivering a shutout. Viper Strike. Silver, Silver strike. strike defense. I like that. I like that a lot. Wow. We're going to steal that, okay? Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll give you, we're giving you credit. I like that yeah. a lot. I like it a lot. Every good defense needs a name, it needs like the Black Rain, the Cedar Park. We haven't been able to come up with one. I like that. I mean, you know, that uh, we can't use anthracite in that. No. <laughs> Third and 10 back of the 20. Play action. Pressure coming from oh. the edge, and he's going to go down. And goes down in style. Hollister Stevens on one side. He'll get half the sack. I forget who it was. I didn't see who that was on the other side, but they had the pincher movement there like – well, they were, there, too. they were there in a hurry as Hollister Stevens coming in from his cornerback on a, on a stab blitz there, and nobody home, nobody to block him. He's unaccosted. That was third and five from the 15. Now it's fourth and 23 from the 33. What do you draw up here? You're taking yourself out of field goal range, so uh, 
you know, once again, the broadcaster's curse. Right. I said the shutout was in jeopardy, and just like that, the Vipers' defense puts it back in play. Well, we're going to get a timeout here for Cedar Ridge. We'll keep it here with 1.23 to go third quarter. You don't want to miss anything when we come back. Vipers on the road next week to face their oldest continuous uh, district rival, the Vista Ridge Rangers. The only team they played up, up until last year with Dripping Springs, Vista Ridge is the only team that Vanderbilt can play twice in one season. Interesting, interesting. Played well, once. I remember vividly that uh, year we played them twice and lost the second one, which was the one we needed to win. Yeah, and they were totally different games. I it was know. like 40-something to 30-something in the first game, and it, it was, was like barely double digits in the second game. That was a strange... Strange outcome, but yeah, that's a heated rivalry. And then all those guys that they play baseball, basketball yep. together, they play pop Warner football. So we know them well. A very heated rivalry too. We've yes. seen a lot of aggressive, intense games. Viper's been getting the best of it the last couple of years. Fourth and 23 from the 33 yard line. Killingsworth dropping back the pass. Under pressure, rolls to his right and spins free. No, he doesn't. Going to go down again. It's Adam Scott. Adam Scott, yeah, got him around the ankle, and he almost stepped out of it. But Scott wouldn't let go, and it's a sack, turnover on downs, and the shutout stays on the board, Hank. Number 42 is having a breakout performance, Merle, as he's got now a sack, two sacks, a recovered blocked punt for a touchdown. Number 42 in your program, number one in your heart, Adam Scott. Viper defense bends but doesn't break. A nice drive by Cedar Ridge. Started at the 10-yard line, as Hank pointed out. They got it all the way down to the Viper 15, but then went backwards. Ran out of ideas and ran into the Silver Strike defense. Yes. Drew Mustamaker in at quarterback. And a handoff up the middle. Big hole out across the 45 and up to the 48-yard line. We'll see who this is on the carry as soon as he turns around so we can get a look at the number. I think that's Zade Oliver. Zade Oliver, number 28, lost the wheel. He'll have to come off the field and put the shoe back on. Gain a four, second down and six. Once again, very good field position for the Vipers as they start out on their own 43-yard line. Messermaker in the shotgun, trips to the right side. Now two of them come in motion and settle in on the left. Brock Chilton split wide left. Mestermaker, handoff up the middle again, picking his way across the 50 and dives down to about the 47 or 48 yard line. Bring up a third down and one here. On the carry for Vandergrift was Brendan Fournier. Third and one coming up. Well, what a luxury the Vipers have at that running back position. With 61 seniors, Merle, you've just got a lot of depth. We've seen a two deep rotation on that front line. You know, two different groups that have done a great job and we've seen a great complement of linebackers you know come in as we've had a few injuries but you've got six guys that we've seen make significant contrib contributions this year at the linebacking spot so there's a lot of depth on this Viper squad and how important will that be as they go to a potentially deep playoff run when you've got guys who can fill in and fill in with absolute effectiveness and we have reached the end of the third quarter. All Vandergrift, 44 to nothing. 12 minutes left when we come back. You're listening to Vandergrift Vipers football on the horn. Vipers needed one on a fourth down and one. They hand off to Brendan Fournier, who takes it about 11. So first down and 10 Vipers at the 38-yard line as we get underway here in this fourth quarter. Ball spotted at the rate of 38-yard line. Chilton comes in motion left to right. 
play action. Mestermaker gonna throw for the first time tonight. Got a receiver wide open. Caught, touchdown Vandergrift. Rolled out to his right, and I believe that is uh, George Farley out there. And I don't recall ever seeing a guy that wide open, Merle. He was 20 yards behind the defense. I mean, and you, that situation, the quarterback maybe trying to do too much with the throw, and you know, you're right in the middle of the spotlight there, George Farley. Touchdown Vipers, what a play. I believe that's Mestermaker's first touchdown pass of the season. He's done just about everything else for Vandergrift. Now he'll come on and hold. And Noah Colbert is set to attack on the extra point here as uh, Wiley Olsen has done a great job, but Colbert is gonna try to knock this one through. Good snap, good hold, kick is up. And the kick is good. 11.23 to go. The Vipers have cracked the half century mark, I think, for the first time this season. I think you're right. And the score is 51 to nothing. The Vipers are making a statement here. I think I saw Drew Messamaker last week picking up garbage in the stands. I mean, he just does everything. Yeah. Pro probably, makes a good <laughs> yeah. probably makes a good lasagna. <laughs> it is pronounced steel, by the way. Ah, thank you. S-T-E-E-L. So, if you got to give credit for the Silver Strike defense to Chris Steele. Somehow that just seems to, to go together somehow. Yeah, that is nice. So, 11.23 to go in this one. All Bandicoot, 51 to nothing. Whew. And we were going to see, I guess, how many kickers have we had used this year? We are to the fourth Four, string guy. Yeah. And now we've got Wiley Olson. He's he's only a sophomore, so right. he's the guy that got brought up from the JV team because our first three guys went down. I think Diego Delavara Vasquez is one of those in that three deep kicker. I think they might have relieved him of his kicking duties. Yeah, Charlie Reeve has been kicking off a lot. Olson back on to kick off now. This kickoff is going to sail down to about the six-yard line. Dropped again, picked up at the nine of the ten. The far sideline, and not much running room there. Going to be knocked down at the 12-yard line. Josiah Ray on the return. And the Vipers covering quickly down the field. Number 38. Who 38. is that? Is that is man? Is Dylan Castro, yeah. the senior. Going down, going downtown with that beautiful special teams play there by the senior, number 38, Dylan Castro. So 11-16 left, 51 to nothing. Vipers on top. Going to go to 8-0 in the season. With a big rivalry game coming up next week. That Carter Fodick made a couple of special teams play already in the game. He's in at your boundary corner spot. Also number 19, Connor Stevens, a senior linebacker in the game. And the result is much the same. With much the same, yep. The Vipers silver strike defense. Max Lecomp in at quarterback. The handoff is number 13, Riley McGuire, for about three yards on the play, second down and seven. Also got number 52 in the linebacker, Dylan Linehan. He's put in a lot of good reps this year, filling in for some injured linebackers. Number 23 is over on the other corner position. That's Will Lyons. He's a senior. Lecomp, the junior quarterback. Handoff up the middle. Trips out across the 15 to the 17 or 18-yard line. Going to bring up a third down and about three. Number 15, Riker Skoglund. We got a group in there right now, a bunch of guys who are putting a special and special team, getting 
Reps on defense. Uh, they were called to deputize earlier in the season and yes, the Vipers defense was a little banged up. Number 32, Alec Bowman, we call him all the time on special teams. Yep. He's in at safety. You got Porter Udy and David Overhauser at the defensive end spots. And off left side, gonna be dropped for a loss. Who is that guy? That is Number Adam 42. Scott again. Welcome to the program, Mr. Adam Scott. He's having a breakout. That's another tackle for loss mm. for him. That's three for number 42, Adam Scott, to go with his first varsity touchdown. Loss of four, fourth and seven coming up. Adam needs to bake a cake or something. He's doing, <laughs> he's doing it all tonight. I thank everybody out there who tuned in, who's tuning in tonight on the horn and watch the video stream on Vibe, especially the video folks were hanging in there with us while we took a sledgehammer to the internet and got the dribbles whipped into shape. Uh. Well, we kind were kind of a mixed metaphor there, but you <laughs> yeah, get the idea. Get the idea. <laughs> and now a timeout is going to be taken here. So timeout in the field. Let's take it with them. 9:18 to go, fourth quarter. Vipers up 51 to nothing. Granny good Vipers football on the horn. Does a good job bringing the gets in on the tackle and turns the guy back to the inside. Gets a lot of help from his friends. Clock is ticking down. Time for one more play. Three seconds. Two seconds. They get it off. Hand off left side. Oof. And going to be dropped down, and that's going to do it. The Vipers are going to get the shutout. 58 to nothing, Hank. Big hit by Joe Geraci there on the last play of the game as the Vipers preserve the shutout. And what a performance by this Vipers unit, 58 to 0. Well, Vipers win with effect. We saw it all. Big-time offensive plays, big-time special teams plays. The defense gets the shutout. We had a safety, a fumble recovery, a blocked punt. Fumble recovery at the end zone for a touchdown. I mean, we saw a little bit of everything, and then you know the offensive statistics are not going to be that good in terms of output. But you know, when you win 58 to zero, you score nine points on special teams. Had another scoop and almost score by David Overhauser. He had a big game. Yeah. What a game from number 42, Adam Scott. He had three tackles for loss and scored a touchdown on a blocked punt. Number 22. Aiden Jones blocked a punt, number 42. Adam Scott picked it up, ran it in for a touchdown. He had a breakout performance. Ian Witt with another big game. Cruz Carasillo, he just across the board. Vipers defense with a dominant performance. And you know that Coach Sanders is going to be happy about the shutout. Let's see if we get a, let's see if we can get a smile, you know, hear him smiling on the uh, interview uh, because you know that Coach Sanders loves a shutout. You know, I, I like what Marcus said at halftime. He doesn't let his personality come out until after the game. That's right. So we'll, we'll see. That's what, right. We'll see what happens. 58 nothing. Vipers with the win. We'll take an extended break. When we come back, we're going to hear uh, Coach Sanders with his results. You've had your hallmarks. You've had your questions. He asked the two results of his team. We'll get the first one of those. And uh, then uh, we'll also hear from Coach Sanders again. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on the big win tonight here. 58 to nothing. Your final score. Vipers with the win. We'll take a break. Be back for the post-game show. Vandergrift Fibers football on the horn. Fuente, owner of it. What's up, Viper fans? Coach Sanders for the Viper Minute. Hope everybody's doing good. This is where we touch base and explain a little bit about the things that we believe besides the X's and O's. We've covered our four hallmarks. 
We've covered our three questions. So now we get down to our two results. We have kind of a thing in Vandergriff where we could say the 432. So um, our two results are graduate with honors and become a man of honor. So we'll cover the graduate part um, right now. So the reason I put that in our hallmarks or in our, our core beliefs, I should say, is because there's so many people that believe that um, that dumb jock thought process of like, okay, football players aren't smart, and um, I, I just think that's just such a such a, a falsehood. Like I, to memorize a playbook and all the things that go along with it, you have to be smart. Um, and now I've got I've got players that memorize play both sides and they memorize both playbooks. It's unbelievable, truly, to play 6A football and all the stuff that we do motion shifts, you just name it. In addition to I've had so many high achievers. I've had guys finish top 10 at Vandergriff. Vandergriff High School, that's hard to do. It's not like this is Mahaya High School. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I'm, I'm just, uh, I just have always emphasized that. I want our guys to graduate with honors. I want them to be sitting in front of the class. Take your academic work seriously. Go be. We have, we have some doctors now that have graduated. We have um, guys that are lawyers, guys that uh, you can name every job, um, financial advisors. We've got guys, in, and they all were extremely smart football players, and now they're extremely smart and accomplishing a lot men. And so I think that's why I talk about that is they know that what we value. We don't just value athletic success in high school. You've got to be academically successful, too. And I think that that sets the tone by talking about it as one of our core beliefs. So there you go, Coach Sanders, with his result number one, Hank. And uh, graduate know, with I honors. Said, graduate said, with honors, be a man of honor. Yeah. We talked about it at halftime. I think uh, I think the guys pretty much live up to that. I think they take that to heart and they and they really try to try to live it out every day. Yes. Well, as I was saying at halftime, I've got personal experience with it, and you know, it's uh, it's something that if you want to be on the football team, it's it's not an option. I mean, this is the way that uh, he conducts himself. And it's a 24-hour, you know, situation in terms of the, the work ethic that's expected not only when you're doing the football stuff but also in the classroom. I mean, they take it very seriously. And, you know, the results really, I mean, how can you question what's going on here? you got 61 seniors on the team and a statistic that's really overwhelming. I mean, I, for the third or fourth time this year, we've, we've played a team that doesn't have 61 guys suited out on the varsity. we got 61 seniors. Right. So uh, 58 to zero, amazing performance from this Piper team. You've got, it looks like we've got seven different guys who scored a touchdown tonight. Wow. So uh, statistically, it uh, looks like Deuce Adams was 14 out of 18 for about 138 yards. He threw three touchdown passes. Drew Mestemaker uh, in, you know, one of his many, many roles is two for two for about 100 yards passing. Uh, he had a 44-yard touchdown pass to George Farley. He caught two passes total for uh, 52 yards. He also had a beautiful uh, little swing pass, 46-yard touchdown to uh, Brock Chilton, the sophomore, with an absolutely electric burst of speed. Took a simple screen, little hitch pass, and turned it into a 46-yard touchdown. Uh, so you had the first touchdown of the game for the Vipers. It was on a fumble recovery in the, in the end zone or about on the one-yard line and taken in by Bryce Altrudo, you had uh, number 42, Adams, scored on a blocked punt. Uh, he takes that in. So seven different guys scoring touchdowns. You got 
Miles Coleman caught six passes all in the first half for 67 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Deuce's, bro uh, Deuce's brother, Eli, caught a pass for 12 yards and a touchdown. Uh, we had a touchdown run by number 21, uh, Brendan Fournier. He carried the ball nine times for 60 yards. Uh, Zayda Oliver, four carries for about 20 yards. We had a lot of guys get the chance to, to tote the rock as well as Kent Sullivan got, looks like, four carries for 15 yards. Deuce carried the ball four times, faced a little pressure, so it's yeah, nice to see. Yeah. Nice to see him moving around. He uh, had a couple of big first down carries, four carries for 38 yards for Deuce. Tate Steven carried the ball three times for nine yards. Also number 33, Ryan Shields got a, a couple of carries. So a lot of guys got to touch the football. Uh, in addition to his touchdown return for a touchdown on the block punt, number 42, Adam Scott had three tackles for loss. Uh, Cruz Carrasquillo had a couple of tackles for loss. Ian Went was a constant thorn in the side of the of Cedar Ridge Rangers. He's in the backfield all night, defeating double teams. Um, one three and out for Cedar Ridge. He's, he had the tackle on three consecutive plays from a nose guard spot. And usually, you know, you've got two guys blocking that guy, especially if he's any good. And our number 61, Merle, is really, really good. Yes, he's he only a junior, so we get to see him for another year. The defensive line, absolutely dominant. The offensive line is just mowing people down in a way that you know we we saw last year what we thought was the best vipers offensive line and one this year is better it seems to be uh, yeah. so the vipers 58 to 0 in total control in all aspects of the game your special team scores nine points uh safety over the head the miles coleman effect in the return game we saw a squib kickoff to start the second half because they didn't want to kick it deep we saw him kick into the boundary away from him you know i i mean that is the right play it is the right play, yeah. I mean, what else can you do? Well, teams haven't figured it out yet. Hopefully they won't as the Vipers get the win here tonight by a score of 58 to nothing. So uh, we'll take one last break. When we come back, uh, Marcus Spears caught up with head coach Drew Sanders down on the sideline. We'll get to that right after this break, get our final thoughts, and get ready for Vista Ridge coming up next week. 58 nothing, Vipers with the win. You're listening to Randy Good Vipers Football on the Horn. And welcome back to a very happy Monroe Memorial Stadium. Vandica Vipers with a big win tonight here over the Cedar Ridge Raiders. 58 to nothing, your final score. And uh, just a few moments to go down in the field. Our own Marcus Spears had a chance to catch up to head coach Drew Sanders. Let's get Coach Sanders' thoughts tonight on the Vipers' shutout victory. Thank, thanks, guys. Coach, happy, first of all, happy birthday. Congratulations on the win. Um, this is... Uh, a great birthday wish. You get your first shot out of the season. You, you, the game. I, I'm guessing the game plan was to contain Killingsworth. Um, how was your team this week? When they seemed loose on the sideline, they was cheering hard throughout the game. How do? You, what about that? Yeah, I thought our, I thought our guys came came prepared. Um, I thought they um, executed the game plan well. Um, there's, you know, as you go into a game where people are saying that you're a favorite, etc., it takes a special ability to come in and be focused and come out and do your job. And I thought our, our young men did that and played well. And uh, credit to Cedar Ridge, they're a great program. Uh, uh, it's senior night and middle school night. Is there anything you can say about uh, the seniors and anything you, advice you can give for the future uh, Viper football players? Well, it actually isn't our senior night. Our senior night is next week. That is band and legacy uh. night. But I am, I am appreciative of our senior class. Um, and it was middle school night, and that's always exciting because you get to see our future. There were tons of kids here, lots of excitement about the programs. That's always fun. 
Um, the Astros won tonight, making a series 3-2 with a, a Jose Altuve, ninth inning home run. Do you want to revise your pick on picking the Rangers to win this series? You know what? I'll keep sticking with the Rangers. We'll see what happens. All right. Thanks, Coach. Uh, thanks. Back to you guys. All right. Thank you, Marcus. You know, at least he's going to stick to his guns, That's right? That's right. He's consistent. He had to be, well, you said at halftime that he, his true personality comes out after the ball game. He's got to be very pleased with what he saw down there. I would imagine the body, I'm just watching him down the sidelines right now. He seems very pleased with this team's performance tonight. Yeah, it's, it, it, and it's infectious, too. You, you, you see the excitement of the team that, uh, at, like, I, like I asked him earlier, uh, the team felt loose. It's because you saw him jumping around, they're cheering, trying to hold his uh, shutout. They're cheering like it's the first play of the game. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's just like he, he's coaching the same way, coaching like it's the first play of the game. They're cheering like it's the first play of the game. Everybody's playing hard. It's, it, they, they got very excited on uh, uh, the, la the, the late touchdown by uh, – Yeah, yeah. Uh, George Farley. Farley. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, speaking of always coaching, what was it like down the stretch when the Vipers are trying to hang out of that shutout? They haven't had one this year. They came within, what, like 30 seconds? Was it last week? Th tonight they got it. I, I, I imagine they were coaching their heads off down there. Uh, like like I said, same along with the cheering. It's, right. it's the same thing with the coaching, coaching hard, begging, yelling for every call. And that, was a, that was a play late in the game that was like, they yelling at the referee about a holding penalty. <laughs> You're up by 50. Yeah. So you you talk about the consistency uh, of his pick, you know, picking the Rangers. But what you know, what about the consistency of the consistency of his program overall? So you know, Marcus, it's your first year being here with us, uh, you know, on the field. But we get to hear every single year he goes through his four hallmarks, he goes through his three questions, right. he goes through his two results, and it's just that consistent approach. So he is delivering that same message, a little bit different take every year, I think, Merle. Uh, but it's the same consistent message, the same kind of consistency we see in terms of what he does on the field with his team, uh, the coaching until uh, late in the game, arguing a holding call when you're up by 50 points. I mean, these guys are going at it. They're going at it hard. And it's that consistent approach that has set the framework for his culture. I mean, it's 61 seniors. We, I can't say enough. What, I mean, that's maybe out of all the statistics we continue to talk about in the superlatives, having 61 seniors on a football team – that, that's an amazing statistic. They want to be a part of this. This the Vipers are now 129 and 44 overall. Wow. This is the 14th year of the varsity football. They have now. They will now make the playoffs in 12 of those 14 seasons. They're about to win the what fifth straight district title or something like that. They. This will be year number 14 that they make the playoffs. The two years that they didn't, they were in contention until the last week. So That's right. That was the first year they were they played with all sophomores, right? right with so sophomores and juniors. Uh -huh. they, they were four and six that year, but they were in convention, uh, contention until the last week of the season. Made the playoffs for the first time in 2011. In 2012, they went just five and five. They tied for the last playoff spot and lost in a tiebreaker, so they didn't make the playoffs. They made the playoffs every year since 2013. That's that consistency that you're talking about, and that's why you've got 61 seniors out there because they want to be a part of this thing. I think you hit the nail right on the head. That, that perfectly stated, and the numbers don't lie. I mean, not only on the scoreboard, but the statistics like that in terms of overall wins in the program. And then, you know, you have to think about also some of the intangibles that, you you know, you don't see that are statistics, but just the uh, 
the program uh, in the, the community and the, the way that the, the, the community rallies around this program and all the volunteers we still hear from ex-players, ex-parents. Uh, ex it's, an, it's an amazing thing to, to be a part of, and it's sort of building to another crescendo this year. Well, uh, final thoughts, Marcus, here before we let you go and get out of here? Um, I feel like I'm a broken record. I'm saying the <laughs> same thing every week. Uh, you're seeing consistent play, consistent coaching. And, and, you, and I'm, I'm starting to notice because it's middle school night, you see the players, uh, some of them are still hanging around a little bit after the game. They're, they're hugging fans. They're talking to, uh, to, to the middle school players. It, it, it's it's, it's going to be a great future for Vandegrift. It's going to continue. The path will continue. I agree. Hank, final thoughts? I'm ready for next week. we get got Vista Ridge. That's our second most frequently occurring opponent, and they've there's been some really tight ball games with them in the past. They're going to come to play. Uh, there's no love loss between these teams because right. they're, they're rivals. So it's going to be a big game next week. Should be a lot of fun as we go on the road. Cedar Ridge drops to 0-5 overall, 2-6. Uh, 0 5 of the district, 2 and 6 overall. Doesn't get any easier for the Raiders as they got to host Rock on Friday night. And uh, for the Vipers, they improved to 5 and 0 in the district, all alone in first place, 8 and 0 overall on the season. That's going to do it for us tonight. We'll be back with you again from Gepton Stadium next Friday night as the Vipers take on their oldest rival, the Vista Ridge Rangers. So, from our broadcast partners, Hank Hudson, Scott Shofter, we miss you. Hope to see you soon. Marcus Spears, our engineer and sideline reporter. Brock Bollinger back at the studio. Rosie Vega keeping an eye and an ear on the broadcast on the Vibe side. My name is Merle Bertrand signing off from Monroe Memorial Stadium in Austin where the Vandegrift Vibers had defeated the Vista Cedar Ridge Rangers by a final score of 58 to nothing. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week for more Viper football. Happy birthday to Coach Sanders. Good night, everybody.